We are live and online or something. I don't know. I never know how to open our podcasts. Like, I think live and online just, or something probably handles it. Should it? Okay, well. It's 2024, Hapa. The future's now. The future has passed us by. How are you, Hapa? I am fantastic. How are you on this January the 4th of the year of our Lord, 2024? Can we we just talk about the fact that it's 2024 real quick? I... Like... That one got away from me, the 2023. Um, Well, I, I joke all the time that... And I usually say it on New Year's. I've been saying it for the last three years now, four years. It's like 2020 has been the longest year ever. Like, <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah, 2023, I, uh, a lot happened for me in 2023. You know, I, I, I started a new job. But realistically, it started about 12 minutes into 20 and 23. When, uh, right. you know, we're cleaning up after all the festivities it's like 12, 12, 12, 15 a.m. And my wife kicks the dishwasher accidentally as she's walking through the kitchen and shatters she her She brutally assaulted. She did. The, the dishwasher never stood a chance. Uh, in fact, I don't think the dishwasher was actually even injured in the process, but um, <laughs> shattered her ankle in three places, uh, which, the, you know, of course, the, the greatest part of that was my insurance had run out at midnight from the previous job that I was leaving. So... Uh, yeah, my 2024 has at least started off on a on a higher note than my 2023. Um, but then you you turn around, you know, got a new job, did a whole new thing, and the year's gone, and another year's behind us, and uh, we've all made another Here trip collectively around the sun. Yeah, as it turns I mean, out, I, I, I the last couple of years, and we we've talked about this to length, I think, so we don't necessarily need to sit around too long. But I mean, the last couple of years have been a little rough, I think, for quite a few people. So <laughs> you know, I'm there's the there's the saying, the uh, "This timeline is the worst timeline." Um, oh yeah, you know, like at some yeah, point we've hopped timelines and we're on the most bizarre possible timeline. I, I, uh, I think that there might be some that might hold some water. We are on a very bizarre timeline in 2023. Um, hate to see it going, but don't mind watching it walk away. Is that is that where we are? Are we in the stage of our life where every year is just the worst year? Like every single year becomes I, the next worst year? I don't like, know. I, it's interesting. Uh, what was it? Is it Office Space where he's at the therapist and he's like, yeah, he's like yeah. every day, yeah, is the worst day of my life, and yeah. the therapist is just like, that's messed up, man. <laughs> <laughs> like that's when your therapist looks at you is like, that's just messed up. <laughs> You're my therapist. You're not supposed to say yeah, that. Come on, man. Uh, so yeah, it's, it is it, it is January the fourth, two thousand and twenty-four. This is our first podcast of the new year. The new year, and uh, this yeah. is episode number twelve. Um, we're calling this episode "Brandy Old Fashioned," which we will we are going to dig into that probably more deeply than anyone expects <laughs> right off the bat here yeah. in a second. Um, but we've yeah, got yeah. some we got some great stuff. We've been collecting. Um, been collecting subjects over the past couple of weeks you know as the year wound down and uh and and as we've said on the past few podcasts it's kind of getting hard to collect subjects that aren't of a of a political nature or just flat downers you know uh, obviously this day um had its own set of news cycles that were pretty rough and oh, we're not going to be yeah, digging into too yeah. much of that simply because we use this as an escape from some of those things but it's not out of insensitivity 
um, for certain. Yeah. But uh, yeah. we we try to dig up things that are more fun to talk about, right? A little bit of escapism. So, um, so yeah. Anyone who's anyone who's tuning in uh, on your favorite podcast channel, thanks for being there. We hope you enjoy. Uh, just a heads up that we do record these live on YouTube. So if you would like to hang out with us on YouTube, you could do that with Real Talk with Happen and Seven. Um, we do these live and then we record them, master them, mix them, mix them and master them, put them back out. Usually they're out within 48 hours into whatever the, out into pod, Podcastopia, right? Wherever you get your podcasts. So, um, so yeah, this is Topia. Real talk with Happen and Seven. Uncle, you know, Uncle Joe Rogan stops by occasionally. Um, well, I don't, I don't think he's planning to have him. Yeah, I don't think he's coming by tonight. But uh, I do have his mic ready, right? Like, see, I feel like so uh, I've, got his, I've got his mic you, right here. You need to make a in case. There you go. Just in case. Right? There you go. We got to. You, you got to come out here, and we need to go to the comedy mothership and and scream his name until he recognizes Joe! us. Joe! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need to come out there anyway. Um, yeah, we're supposed to come out there. What was it? September, October. I was supposed to come out yeah, there that September, time frame. Yeah, I think so that, September, October. Yeah, it ended up not happening. But maybe 2024 is the year, man. I come out there. You get out here. Um, I should have the. I'm ready, man. I'll, I'll hop in the truck anytime. You and you Sam just, just you and Sam are just gonna head east. I'll throw in the truck. We'll, well, well, if we head east, we're gonna get a little wet. So I'll go a little northerly. But yeah, north, <laughs> north and then east. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. It's almost exactly a northeast shot from Austin. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. That's why they call southeast Texas southeast Texas because Is it in the, if I just go east, I hit southeast part of Texas. So in the south of East Texas? Is that where they are? Ish. So yeah, we've got some subjects tonight. I'm, I'm sitting. I'm literally sitting here looking at Austin <laughs> on a map because now I'm. I do. I knew you were gonna. I, that's what I'm doing. Uh, how far east could you go? Yeah, you're gonna. Uh, I can go all the way to uh, to Beaumont and then just go north. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could go. Uh, anyway. well, how would you? How would I've you done go? The you drive seventy seven. Would you? What would you take off on thirty three? Yeah, I what think would you so. Go? Oh, you take off seventy seven. I'd have to. I'd have to look at a map off the top of my head. I don't remember. Yeah. I know the general gist, but. I mean, you know, you could go through two Huntsville's on I, your way <laughs> if you wanted to. Seems a little odd to me, but okay. Yeah, if you're going to do an American tour of Huntsville's. I mean, I, you know, that's a nice drive, honestly, from Austin to up where you're at hitting Baton Rouge on the way. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's not a bad drive at all. So it's definitely something that we need to make happen at some point, I think. So I think we'll make it happen this year. But anyway, we'll make it happen this year. Okay. Let's talk about the uh, <laughs> title of the podcast, why we named it such. Yeah, so, so so you named it. So what happened? What what yeah. what's happening with a, Brandy Old Fashioned? I don't even know. I don't even know how the conversation came up mm-hmm. with my friend, but uh, she's from Wisconsin, and she's like, "Did you know the old fashioned was actually invented in Wisconsin?" Oh my god! And I was like, I was like, first of all, cheese capital of the world. Let's just pump your brakes. Did you know we invented snow? (laughs) Yeah. And the exclamation point. I was like, let's pump your brakes a little bit because I know for a fact the old old fashioned was actually Uh invented in Kentucky. Was indeed invented in Kentucky. Yes. So let's just go. Let's let's slow it down Mm -hmm. a little bit. And then I did some digging because I'm like, all right, well, 
she was one of my kids when when I was in the Navy. So I was like, well, I can't have one of my kids showing me up. So maybe I'm wrong. I'll, I'll give benefit of the doubt. Gotta re- leave I'll room do to grow. Leave room to grow, right? I'll do some digging. And it turns out that Wisconsin has a brandy old-fashioned that they tout as the only way to drink the old-fashioned. Um, and I would just like to say that as I was reading the ingredients, all I heard was diabetes because <laughs> a regular old fashioned is uh, already kind of sweet, but yes. a brandy old fashioned, that's a lot of sugar. Yeah. Depending on the whiskey, so, depending on the whiskey that you choose, yeah, an old yeah. fashioned can be really sweet. I cannot imagine a brandy old fashioned. Yeah. That is an old fashioned supposed to be done with rye whiskey, but I do it with bourbon. So it's already yeah. a little sweet. Yeah, I, I generally um, use like a Woodford or something, which is a very smooth, yeah, sweet, yeah. middle-of-the-road bourbon. But occasionally, you know, yeah. you get a rye, and it's it's not as sweet. But, yeah, I, I, I hear you. So brandy old-fashioned. And so what did you learn in, in your... So I looked up the actual ingredients of the old-fashioned, and I would just like to say it here and now for, for you, those of you out in YouTube and podcast land... That the ingredients of a brandy old fashioned makes it something else. I don't know what it is. Mm. We can call it the Wisconsin. I don't. I don't know, but yeah. it's not an old fashioned. Yeah. Why don't you call it the cheese curdle or something, Wisconsin? I'm just the cheese curdle. Like, can I can I have two cheese curdles? I'd please? like to drink a couple <laughs> of cheese curdles off the tongue. Can I come have a <laughs> couple bar. of glasses of cheese curdles, please? <laughs> oh <laughs> God, that's not something that I really want to. <laughs> why have you done this? Half? But uh, oh my God. But the brand, the brandy old fashioned is obviously you use brandy, so it's two ounces of brandy. Uh-huh. You use brandied or maraschino cherries, which most bars are going to have maraschino cherries. They're not going to have like a bourbon smoked cherries, which is what I try to use. Which Bourbon Barrel Foods, if you haven't gone to that website and looked up their stuff, if you yeah, want yeah. some really cool, amazing yeah. stuff, can go endorse. check them out. Absolutely, I'm telling can you, indoors. Um, I always use their smoked cherries for any of the old fashions, and it does add a little bit of flavor that I love. Um, but then they talk about orange slices, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. you don't use slices of orange in mm-hmm. an old fashioned. Yeah. Um, you use some of the rind, you know, some of the peel, uh, and it's as a garnish, really. Yep. Um, and then three dashes of bitters, which is normal. But then they say finish it off and top it off with seven up Sprite or club soda, which to mm-hmm. me no. makes it a completely different drink yeah i don't know what it is that's not an old-fashioned no and i guess the brandy old-fashioned allegedly is wisconsin's official drink well you had sent me this article right and there's two representatives that are looking to actually make this the drink the official like drink of wisconsin and the way that the planets are aligning for a brandy old-fashioned to make its way into my life i have to try it now not a big brandy fan, but I'm, I'm going to have to try it. Yeah, same. Um, yeah. You know what? Wisconsin, I, I support you having a state drink. I don't support you calling it an old-fashioned. Right? <laughs> I, I've got to be honest. It's something else. They need to call it something else, you know? Like, cause, an like, old I'll Wisconsin. I'll be honest with you. Even, yeah, you know? Because even the old-fashioned here in Texas, you know, like we said, it's usually with rye whiskey. I do it with bourbon, which does make it a little bit of a different taste profile, but it's still true to the old-fashioned. Like, an old-fashioned yeah, is typically a little bit of, like, a couple dashes of bitter, a uh, couple ounces of bourbon or rye whiskey, and you garnish with an orange twist or orange peel. Yep. And that's it. Like, a lot of times, there's not even a cherry included. I like to muddle it because I don't, 
I'm not a fan of taking straight sugar into the drink, but yep. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Well, I love an old fashioned. I will. I will. Um, I will absolutely judge a bar by its ability to make an old fashioned. Usually, when I go to a new bar, I will order an old fashioned first. I don't care what you make. You got all this fancy stuff yeah, on the menu. Yeah. That's great. Make me an yeah. old fashioned. Like, yeah. have you got your fundamental sound? But if I went to a bar. And I said, give me an old fashioned. And it had brandy. And I took a sip and I was like, was that uh, brandy? I think I'm going to leave that bar. Yeah. Now, if I that's said. That's really sweet, right? That's a yeah, lot it's of, a much sweeter, that's really much sweeter sweet. drink. And it'd be yeah. bubbly, right? And, but if I said, yeah, yeah. give me an old Lambo, right? Give me, a, give me an old Wisconsin. You know, I can see coming into an old, I'd old love Wisconsin. A, I'd love an old Wisconsin. I would love an old Tundra, you know? Um, <laughs> Then I think I would be okay with that, but I don't. I don't. If I say old fashioned, an old turd cheese curd. Yeah, give me the old fried cheeses. <laughs> if I if I said that, I would expect the brandy old fashioned. But when I say an old fashioned, I do have an yeah. expectation, as does the rest yeah. of the world, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe the the, the yeah. So the, the snow got to them. I don't think I could side with with no. with Wisconsin. I, this. And I told Seven before I was like, well, I don't have any brandy, so I can't make. A brandy old fashioned, and I'm not really that upset about it. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't like, oh, I need to get brandy. I just went ahead and made myself a regular yeah, old fashioned. Kind of so Wisconsin, cheers to you. Yeah, yeah. I here guess. you go. Here, cheers to you, Wisconsin. I'm going with Michter's uh, small batch tonight. But you know, cheers to you, Wisconsin. I appreciate you trying to do the thing. But you know what? Making your own thing. I'm going to be honest. The 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 debate has been had. The jury has reached a verdict. That's not an old fashioned, Wisconsin. Yep. Sorry. Hands down. Sorry. And I was like, it's unanimous, I was like, I was a bartender. I was a bartender. I never look. You look up old fashioned. The recipes are going to be rye whiskey yeah, or bourbon. 100%. Ain't nobody talking about brandy. Brandy ain't making the list. <laughs> brandy ain't nowhere on that list. So yeah. Nope. Well, I you know I hope your yep. friend uh, hope your friend feels much better um, now with the knowledge. Educated. Yeah, in fact. Now now they're empowered with knowledge to go back to Wisconsin. Yeah. Go back home and yeah. say, hey, whole state, you're wrong. And You're wrong. the rest of the world backs you <laughs> in this, you know, this adventure, this endeavor. Uh, go to the state house, tell the two representatives you're wrong. I'm going to debate this on the floor. Um, but taxpayers' money, right there. And it's kind of like buffalo wings, right? Like name it something that's you. Might, you've got an opportunity now. Oh, that's that's a true. Like that makes sense, right? Yeah. Like it came from Buffalo, right? Name it something that's like the old Wisconsin. Then make it you, right? Alabama ain't got none. We do like Alabama white sauce, and ain't nobody even heard of that. How many, yeah, what is that? It's uh, barbecue sauce. It's the, the one thing that we uniquely brought to the world. White sauce. It's a white sauce. You come out here, I'll get you some smoked chicken with some white sauce on it. Change your life. Why is it white sauce? Uh, it's white. Is it made with like ranch? <laughs> no, it's, very it's, well. it's made with, it's usually, <laughs> it's usually pretty vinegary, made with some spices, uh, mayo, and, and vinegar. Different types of okay. It's actually I can be down with that. Uh, so people do try to eat it on pork because you know in, in Alabama generally when people talk about barbecue they talk about pork. Yeah, um, so man. it's more that, Car- that Carolina, Memphis. You know that's where the influence yeah, comes from. Very rarely are they talking about beef you know, or brisket. So, uh, but some people do put it on pork. I would never recommend that. In fact, if I I saw someone doing that, I would try to stop them, um, threaten them with a brandy old fashioned potentially. And uh, I would say though on the smoked chicken. The white sauce is 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 definitely on point. And you come out. Well, no, I'll try some. Yeah, you come out. I've got the spot. I got the spot. I got you. Let's go. Mm-hmm. I'm down. I got you. I'm down. 
but that's what I'm saying. If you're gonna if you're gonna have a food, just name it after yourself. I think that's cool, and then it becomes popular and it becomes part of that your would, culture. Like, why would you call it Old Madison or something? Oh my god, like the Madison or Oh my god, that'd be amazing. Give me a Madison, right? Yeah, that's fantastic. Makes sense, right? That's fantastic. That and yeah, I would, I yeah. might order that just because that sounds cool. I see it on a menu. I don't know I don't what it know is. That I'd order it still. Oh, look at that. Like I'm Madison. Good. I'd, I'd like to. <laughs> I'd like to have a sugar overdose. Give me that. Yeah. <clears throat> Diabetes. Mm-hmm. Does it come with a with a shot of insulin first? Like... <laughs> no, no. It comes with a life insurance policy. Um, okay, so we're gonna talk. Here's our subjects for tonight. Got my notes. Got my notes. Happens. Hey, it's look at you, show. all organized and crazy. I know. It gives me a chance to use my pens, but. Um, <laughs> Which is the actual goal of the podcast, by the way, folks. It's just for me specifically. To write. See, just people, depends. I don't know that yeah. people know, man. Like, I'm a fountain pen guy, right? And these are these are all fountain. My pens. goodness, you got a collection, man. I do, I do. And uh, yeah, it was a COVID hobby that I fell into. Ah, uh, very well. And started collecting them, and got really addicted to writing with these things. I don't know if you can see this, but look at the nib. Let's see if the camera will focus on this. Come on, come on. It didn't do it. It didn't do it. There you go. There you go. Not bad. Yeah, 18 karat gold nib. That's like, per Gorgeous, day. gorgeous pen. So yeah, we uh, we got some subjects tonight and they're not fountain pens. Um, maybe one day, <laughs> maybe one day I'll get my fountain Perhaps. pens. But uh, we're gonna talk about exploding toilets in Florida, which I think is a great story. Um, I, a great story for me to talk about. Not a great story to have occurred. <laughs> Especially if you were the one that yeah, occurred too. I can't imagine being the, imagine. the occurry. Um, we're gonna talk that. gonna talk about the largest uh solar flare since twenty seventeen. Um that hits in Was it this one well we'll get to that in a minute. I'll wait till then. We're gonna talk about Blue okay. Origin, Jeff Bezos's company of 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 going to almost space <laughs> and oh, uh like <laughs> near nearly space his nearly space exploration company yeah. um but we're gonna talk about uh whether we think and our opinions on privatization and space exploration i think that's that's something we've danced around here and there we talked about it but we're actually gonna yeah, for sure. uh, jump into that a little bit and then we're gonna talk about obviously what uh, what happens watching um what i've been listening to and then what we've been playing and then uh we'll finish up as we always do with happens rules for good living is it rules for living or good living? What is your title on that? It just happens rules. It just happens rules. That's all I wrote down. Why do I add? Any, why do I add anything to I it? I think I had. It doesn't need a flourish. I think I called it happens rules for life. I think rules at one for point, life. But okay. It's just happens rules. Happens yeah. rules. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited. Um, the goal, if if you're tuning in, is we'll do these every two weeks. What I will tell you is, <laughs> good luck. Um, but we will try. We will try. You're supposed to set achievable goals. Yeah. With the idea that you're going to attempt to achieve certain goals, it doesn't necessarily mean that's right. You will that's achieve right. certain. And so our goal is every two weeks. We generally do them on Tuesday. If we miss Tuesday, we do them on Thursday. In this case, we are doing this on Thursday, um, but uh, it'll be basically two weeks on the next Tuesday that follows. I will be out of pocket completely next right. week, so this actually works out pretty well. We get to hang out. So, Hapa, exploding toilets. Look, man. You found this topic. I'm not going to lie. I didn't even read it. So this is all you. You didn't read it. Because it makes me nervous talking about exploding ter- toilets. I think. Like, I, I realize the phobia that <laughs> I have is two things. <laughs> exploding, exploding toilets. There's two There's two things that I have. I, I realize I actually have a phobia of uh-huh. is obviously now exploding toilets. Absolutely. And 
and stuff climbing out of toilets. Oh, like, yeah. Because oh. I had Why friends that, that lived in in the like country country uh-huh. in southeast Texas, and they would routinely have snakes and stuff that came out of the toilet. Lost, lost. So, well, so what not, I'm going to do is since you didn't read the article, I am going to read it word for word. Okay. I don't have a better oh, way to do this. All right. So this article was posted by the AP on January the 4th, 2024. For anyone keeping score, that is today. Okay? So today. (laughs) Orlando, Florida, from the AP Wire, a customer has filed a negligence lawsuit against Duncan, claiming he was injured by an exploding toilet at one of the coffee chain's locations in Central Florida. Paul Kerouac is seeking more than $100,000 in a lawsuit filed Wednesday in state court in Orlando, claiming he suffered, quote-unquote, severe and long-term injuries. Following the explosion of a toilet in the men's room of a Duncan location in Winter Park, Florida, a year ago. Oh my gosh, that's after, so crazy. After the explosion left Kerouac covered in human feces, urine, and debris, oh, oh. he walked out of the men's room seeking help from workers and the store's manager, according to the lawsuit. An employee told him that they were aware of the quote unquote problem with the toilet since there had been previous incidents. The lawsuit says, what the hell? without diving into further details about the explosion. <laughs> when contacted Thursday by email for more details on Kerouac's injuries, his attorney, Scott Spradley, said he was tied up and couldn't answer the questions until the following day. The Canton, Massachusetts based company did not immediately respond to an email seeking comments. The lawsuit says Kerouac suffered, quote unquote, bodily injury and he has required mental health care and counseling since the incident in January of 2022. They were aware of other incidences. <laughs> Dude. Um, How many people came out of the bathroom covered in feces and urine? <laughs> How many people need to before you put a little tape on the door and say, don't. Just, just don't. don't. Sorry, just, just don't. Just a sign that says no. <laughs> I, I just love that line. They were aware of uh-huh. other instances. Uh huh. Like, <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Why? Yeah, this guy, so There's this, so many questions. So Kerouac, right, walks in the bathroom <laughs> at a Dunkin', which, look, you're risky business. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. You go in the bathroom yeah, at a Dunkin', you are there on purpose. Yeah, like you, for sure. You have you're said, I, sure, yeah. I have no other options in life. This is where I am now. Yeah. Uh, you go in the bathroom uh, at Dunkin', and you come out covered in. But that was very clear. That's so horrible. It, 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 the, the article was clear. Human feces, urine, and debris. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was clear. It was like, there was other stuff in there. What the hell else was in there? This is so <laughs> what is going on? No. What is, what is going on with this Duncan? It's always how, worth how a road you, trip. Let's say that you're sitting there enjoying an apple fritter. And a dude, you just hear it. You first of all, that you, got, you had to have heard it, right? You had to have heard it go down. And yeah. you're curious, but you don't want to be curious. No. And then old boy comes out covered in <laughs> everything. Hard, it looks like the, it looks like swamp thing. <laughs> Hard 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 <laughs> People are just like, oh, oh my god, right, running out of the dunk. Yeah, oh I think god. I'd be like, well. I'm done eating and what? get up and leave, right? What like, the, what's with that latte? I just running. <laughs> Guess I'm skipping breakfast today. Yeah. <laughs> the coffee 
is sentient. Just takes off running. What's happened? First so. of all, can we just talk about how he didn't ask for enough? Like 100,000 is okay. nothing. Okay, this is actually part of what I wanted to talk about. See, there was a whole case okay. back a million years ago, right? McDonald's, woman got burned by coffee, sues McDonald's. People <laughs> bag on the woman because she got burned by the coffee and won the case. And what was interesting about that case is McDonald's intentionally made the coffee too hot. It too- was actually yeah, they, not safe. It was a practice was. to make it too hot because yes. it tasted so bad that if they made it hot yeah, enough, yeah. they would burn your taste buds and you would notice it yeah, was yeah. crappy coffee. Okay, so she wins this case. Yeah, yeah. So there are times where lawsuits that seem frivolous, right, are yeah. big corporate, you know, bad actors. Sure. In this case, it happened a year ago. Dude didn't bring the case until now, and he only asked for $100,000. Like, if I'm going to shake down Do Duncan, think- and I'm going to say, you have mentally caused me issues. Well, I wonder why it took a, a, a year. I wonder why. The clean, like, was it, the was clean, it cleaning regiment? He like, he, like, blocked it out, and then he drove by a Duncan one day and, like, had mm. flashes of the event. Like an 80s yeah, montage. Was of like, just yeah, and had to go to the hospital for having... Oh my god! I mean, I've seen some pretty. Because I'm thinking, look, man, if I'm getting covered in feces, urine, and debris, I'm I'm taking Duncan down. I'm just saying. Well, here like, in the states, right? Because in Japan, that's just a game show. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, a, that's a normal Friday night. I mean, yeah, that's you know. just how we do it there. <laughs> I mean, there's like there's like 46 people in, on listening to this podcast, and you know, all over the world right now in different places who are yeah, like, I, I manage a diner, and we deal with that three times a week. Yeah, that's literally Thursday night. Yeah, I don't know why absolutely. you guys are so. Every crazy Waffle House in the Southeast United States <laughs> was like, "What's he bitching about?" <laughs> like, really? Wait, I don't what? understand. I deal with that every of day. Of course he got it. Of course there was an exploding toilet in Central Florida. They all explode at some point. Well, and <laughs> what? <laughs> the reason I ask is because I'm like, if so, obviously you were you were beyond being covered with the stuff you could shower off but surely oh, yeah. like what if you got hepatitis or whatever no, no, there's, there's, right? there's, like yeah it's it's i'm gonna laugh because it's a hilarious story florida man exploding toilet dunking yeah. the whole thing's funny um on the surface of it but i do feel bad for the guy like you're really that's not a good thing yeah. not a good thing to be covered yeah. in human feces it's a bad and, and debris it's a bad thing urine's okay right i like i like man. how we have to continue to add the and debris and, <laughs> to yes. the narrator and debris. And debris. So it was. It was. Uh, well, that didn't go as well as Bowen. <laughs> Bowen. That didn't turn out the way the Duke boys thought at all. Now did it? <laughs> seven, seven Deacon and I and a few others were just talking about how we need to start getting the, uh, the voiceover of the announcer for oh our our streams on Twitch because that that would be hilarious. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I, 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 I diverted the conversation. Oh, we're we're there, doing that anyway. at some point. We are doing that at some point. But yeah, so this this guy, you know, he's suing for a hundred thousand dollars. He's suing Duncan, um, very large corporation. We'll see how it goes. I, I don't I don't know that I'll get an update to that, but I'm gonna keep an eye out, see if I can find That's out what happens. So there. crazy though. It really that is just help me. Help <laughs> you know, you don't want to open it. He had like toilet paper oh and stuff like hanging off Dude, of him and I I cannot imagine what Okay, so so I've worked in, in, in jobs where I have cleaned public toilets. Sure. Uh, I worked in fast food. I've cleaned public toilets. I've been in many public toilets in my life. I have been in some toilets and wondered, how the hell did you get that up there? Yeah. Right? yeah like, what yeah. did you do? Yeah. And now I know. Yeah. The toilets explode. 
they literally explode. Now I know. Literally yeah. explode. Now toilet exploding is like uh, a new, like you said, a new phobia. I didn't know I had until today. To the listeners out there, mm-hmm. be forewarned. It's not the feces or urine you have to look out for. That's no, the debris. It's the debris. It's the debris. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so our listeners in Jamaica who love us, we're still waiting on you all to uh, to invite us down. I'm really upset. I know. Really so upset have, we we've not gotten the. Yet. We still get the listens, right? Like we still get all the international. Yep. Get a lot of international oh, listens yeah. here. Yeah, I literally just pulled it up, and they're still there. Well, I tell you what, Jamaica. We had eight listeners in in Japan too. I would love to go visit. Just oh. saying. Well, Japan game shows. I've been talking about you. Much respect. The one that I liked, the one that I was actually referring to in my mind was actually on a Japanese game show where they had a porta potty on a beach. And oh, yeah. the porta potty's on the beach, and there's a cable attached to the bottom of the porta potty, drug through the sand to a boat out in the ocean. Someone goes in the porta potty, they lock the door, and they start pulling the porta potty, which is on skis. You're going for a ride. And you're now, you're on the ocean. Eventually, they hit a lever. Yeah, man. And the entire porta potty falls away, and it's just a guy on a toilet with pants around his ankles going, ah! Like, I'm like, that is not. How is it? How is it? It is okay. Uh, my people, my people don't ever change. Yep. So, Japanese game shows, <laughs> app is your guy. If you want him to participate, I'll narrate. That's fine. <laughs> I don't think I would ever be sold enough to participate. I don't. No? I don't believe. I don't think that's a. It's not your thing. Not in your future. No. Nope, not not my future. Hmm. Maybe if you pay me, I suppose maybe. Yeah, everybody's got a price. Everybody's got a price. <sighs> I'm just saying. So I would say, you know, maybe as a as a word of warning to anyone using a public toilet, flush it before you use it. See what happens. <laughs> Jesus. See if you hear like a timer start going off. Yeah, you flush like it. Beep. Looks like it flushed okay. Beep. Go ahead and use it. That's actually that. You know, I, I'll be honest. That's a that's a, a recommendation my dad gave me when I was a kid. Was uh, go in a public toilet, flush it first. Worst case scenario. That seems like sound advice. Yeah, worst case scenario, you've done something and you're trying to flush it and it ain't happening or is going the other way. Yeah. He's like, that yeah, That yeah. actually happens in toilets. Because it does. Exploding seems like a big a big leap. A bit extreme. Right, but slight, slight. backing up yeah. is a thing. Um, yeah, so there's a there's a, a story a buddy of mine tells. He's, he and his kid were at a, a public toilet at uh, University of Alabama football game. But if you've never been to those public restrooms, or at least they were back when this story occurred... Not a really clean place. And uh, yeah. at, the, at the urinal, his kids at the urinal, kids like five years old. Trying to use a urinal in a public toilet, ball game, halftime, all the things that go along with that. And uh, there's a urinal cake. Now, if you've never been in a men's restroom, you don't know what a urinal cake is. So urinals are things on the wall that you pee into standing. And many places put what's called a urinal cake which is this little soap like thing that's in the bottom of the urinal that activates a nice scent to keep things smelling nice but also cleans the bottom of the urinal well the kid doesn't sanitize it right the kid doesn't know what that is reaches down and grabs it oh no yep no 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 grabs the urinal cake of course dad's like as the kid's grabbing it hands already in there so the kid picks it up he slaps the kid Oh, my Urinal God. Urinal K comes out. Kid looks up. What's wrong, Daddy? I'll just wash my hands. And he said, you will never be clean again. That's yeah. what he said to his kid. <laughs> I met the kid when the kid was 15. Still had the phobia. Still had the phobia. Oh, man. That was very traumatizing. Yeah. So I imagine toilet exploding would lead me to a life of 
Uh, yeah, and that's why Mistrust. I was like, it's weird that he only asked for a hundred grand because I feel like that should have been. You got to shoot for the stars on that one. Quite significant. Yeah, shoot right? for the stars. Like or go home. Duncan ain't a small freaking company. Just saying. Yeah. All right. Well, so let's put a bow on Thank that you. one. Flush the toilet, yeah. kids, before you use it. Make sure it's Jesus. working. Good advice. Good advice. I'll add that to my list of, of rules. <laughs> flush the public. <laughs> Apple says flush Always the public toilets before you use it. That's a good one. That's a good one. You got that one from me. That's good advice. So um, it's just, you know, from every walk of life, you can't really help it. So Hapa, the rest of our subjects are of a nature. You and I were talking about this today. They're yeah. about space and space exploration. Um, we talk about this quite a bit. And I would say these subjects are both because we very much enjoy them, we keep an eye out for them, but also because finding things to talk about that aren't depressing or political or whatever yeah. is very hard. Um, so we will probably continue to talk about space travel and exploration and these things quite a bit. Sure. Uh, but tonight, the rest of the podcast is actually going to be around that subject. So it's kind of exciting. We were talking about, we had talked about dedicating, you know, instead of doing very diverse five subjects, let's do... Yeah one kind of focused subject about a thing and a the theme we, if you yeah, will. a theme right and we thought that was kind of a cool idea and you were like hey look kind of yeah. looks like tonight we're doing it so here we are so we're gonna be talking about space travel and one of the things um that we're gonna be talking about the first thing is this enormous solar flare that uh nasa recorded on december it was what was it december the 7th right it was a huge yep. solar flare so i think this was your article so what is what's give me uh give me the skinny well, so first of all, this this solar flare was no, recognized. It had ejected. I'm trying to find the actual date that they first saw it because it hit it hit the Earth at the beginning of December, but they first saw it. Uh, I can't. It doesn't say when they first recognized it. <clears throat> I apologize. I didn't write that down. But yeah, so if you need the, fountain pens, Hapa. I'm telling you. That's evidently, evidently. Let me get you a nice So, But it was, it was a, it was actually, it should be noted, this was the largest solar radio ejection from the sun that's ever been recorded before. And I do remember at the beginning of December reading this and kind of rolling my eyes because, and I don't know if that's, if that's a matter of um, me getting tired of reading because everything everything on the news and everything on social media is like the largest the worst the, oh, yeah. the hardest Unprecedented. we're all going to die unprecedented yeah <clears throat> yeah so I kind of I kind of let that go immediately but I read a, a few ep, uh, articles talking about this specific incident was one of the largest yeah it wasn't yeah. one of it was the largest radio solar ejection from the sun um, that they'd ever seen and it was going to what I find interesting is we didn't see anything about it in terms of, hey, you know, uh, you may lose cell service, you may lose yep. Yep. whatever, anywhere. I yep. really didn't see anything. I didn't either. And I, yep. remember, I remember years back when we've had them, I remember actually seeing that on the news. So I, do I don't too. know why this one wasn't talked about, but um, it was actually the largest one, and there's there were actual 
pilots reporting communication disruptions when they were doing their flights. Um, Space, the weather uh, satellites were having issues getting actual data back to the Earth. There was interruptions in cell service. There was interruptions with TV broadcasts, like just on and on and on and on and on, because this was the largest solar ejection in history, or recorded history. I shouldn't probably say history, because I'm sure it's, you know, they've had worse before, but... um, but they knew it was coming. They didn't know it was coming. There was multiple satellites. We've actually got two different satellites aimed at the sun that measure constantly the ejections off of the sun, and they knew that it was coming. But, but like I said, I thought it was kind of weird. This one definitely fell under like the. I call it the nerd dar because, like, <laughs> yeah, all, all the science websites, news websites, and everything. Yep. Nobody talked about it. Like this was the one article, and that's it. And it really is just what. Three paragraphs, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, it's it was it, so it's kind of crazy. And, and we choose we tend to choose AP articles um, for those, mm-hmm. and saying we'll we'll add links to those if anyone wants them. But the 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 interesting thing is, I do recall many, many, many times. And again, maybe it is nerd dar, right? Maybe we do look at it because we're nerds and we like that stuff. But right for years, we've heard about I've heard about these, and I did not hear about this one until until. At all. Now, you know, and yeah, there were yeah. disruption. I was reading the article. There were pilots uh, on airlines talking about disruptions, um, and there may be further disruptions from it, right? Because the radio gets here first, but they're monitoring that yeah. specific spot on the sun. And I was reading it said um, that the sun is nearing the peak of its 11-year solar cycle and that yep. uh, the ax- actual maximum sunspot activity is predicted for 2025. So we, they think there's going to be a lot more of this. And I, I will say that we've probably gotten pretty good at shielding our critical systems, you know, when you're talking about power grids and things like that. But I promise you we haven't got good at shielding things like cell phones in your pockets, cars. Right. Right. There's right. absolute disruption to be had. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was a pretty interesting thing. We didn't hear much about it, so. It's a pretty cool story. Yeah, that though. was the thing that really kind of took me back because they were, I mean, they went into pretty good detail about what you should expect and what you would see, you know, the northern lights being stronger than normal mm-hmm. and radio frequencies being et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But again, yeah, I know, this was just not, I know, not important. I know in like Alabama it, and Texas, know. we're really worried about the northern lights being stronger. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, if I see the northern lights well, in Alabama, all, we if, got a lot of problems. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. If we start seeing them, I think we got bigger things that we need to be worried about than. Oh yeah. If I see that. the if I see the northern lights, and you're further south than me, not by much though. I was, yeah. I, was I looked at a map yeah. earlier because my buddy of mine said something about <laughs> where Austin was, and it's it's almost. I mean, it's it's you're not that much further south than me. You're like uh, no no. So we're we're not. Too, I just got to go up and around the Gulf. Yeah. Really is the but problem. Louisiana becomes a problem, right? Right. The Delta. Okay. So yeah, it's um. It was an interesting, an interesting article. Uh, there's, there's a ton of information out there for anyone who does want to go check it out. There's a lot of activity uh, going on with the sun. A lot of people do watch it. And if you search for it, you can find it, but you're not going to find it in the mainstream, AP News, CNN, Fox yeah, News, whatever it is weird. you get your sources from. You're not going to see it there. And this is actually part of what we're, you know, we're dealing with is yeah, digging yeah. through those sources for stories, and there are less and less and less and less and less stories like this. And this year's going to be rough in general. Yeah, all right. election like, year. Right? It's, it's going to be hard cycle. for us to find. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk so. about. We should go through and do. Uh, maybe we could do. Might be fun. See if we can find a newspaper or a set of newspapers from like the third week in July, nineteen eighty-three, or something like that. 
and just do the entire podcast. We could do a hundred years talking about those subjects. That'd be fun. We could do like, what years, was it? What was the news like a hundred years ago? And then talk about hell yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, we should do that. I guarantee you, the farmers were talking about the sunspot. Write that down. Use your pen. Ooh, pen. Yes. Make make sure you use your pen. Make a note. Use my pen. I'm down for that. We could do a this this day in history or this week in history. hundred years ago. That'd be a lot of fun. <clears throat> I want to do that. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, I'm down for that. So Rita, Rita, and uh, Rita and Hector are talking in chat, and just to bring it up, if you ever want to hang out with us while we do the podcast, you can do so in on YouTube. Yeah, I mentioned it earlier. We do monitor chat. We don't tend to respond to chat too much on the podcast because if you're listening to us on a podcast, Spotify, whatever else doesn't make any sense um but occasionally we'll pick an article out you know uh and and talk about it and uh rita was talking about storms not taking down electronics and i think that's interesting right given where where rita is on the earth but in alabama that is yeah. is a thing we have a lot of uh a lot yeah. of storms in fact uh, just two weeks ago we had tornadoes rip through a few neighborhoods and it's just a it's just a thing you know tornadoes oh those those tornadoes um tornadoes there's naders and it's uh weather's getting crazy happen the sun's yelling at us. Weather's getting crazy. 2024 well, could be know, interesting. 2025 seems like it'll be more interesting, according to NASA. Don't look up and, and oh. leave the world behind. Oh, wow. Or, or foretelling, I'm telling you. I think leave the world behind was pretty interesting. Uh, don't look up was a lot of fun, too. Look at that. We will. Can't about that. Yeah, we will. we will. All right. So, uh, so next up, we're going to talk about Jeff Bezos' company, Blue Origin. And... Um, this was also your article. So you want to you hit on this? Yep. So I, I found this interesting because I originally thought that Blue Origin was a direct or was attempting to be a direct competitor for SpaceX. Mm. I did not realize until I did a little bit more digging that Blue Origin is literally Bezos's wet dream and probably not a wet dream. He's gonna, it's going to happen. Uh, his way of making money off of folks that would like to go up into low orbit and say they've been to space. I didn't know that. I, I legitimately so I thought... Didn't, I didn't either, that, honestly. I, I did yeah. not either. So you're saying that um, SpaceX and Blue Origin, I, I agree with you. When you first started, yeah. when they first started making news, I heard about them together, yeah. and I, in my head, yeah. had equated them as competitors. But you're saying that Blue Origin, when you dug into it, Blue Origin is more focused on space, quote-unquote, tourism. And by quote-unquote, it's His low original orbit. plan... That's exactly what it is, tourism. That he actually says that in in one of his mm. one, one of his. I don't well, he's had a couple. Of, like William Shatner grand, went up, right? He had, a, he had a couple of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, they have had launches with cargo on board as well. So I think he has recognized the value that SpaceX is getting money from the U.S. government, yeah, yeah. you know, NASA and other space agencies to deliver stuff to space. And I think he's kind of shifted the company because um, they actually had their first successful yep. Yep. takeoff uh, release of the capsule and landing. Um, it was an unmanned flight or whatever uh, of their, their newest uh, spacecraft. And it it the way they 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 didn't specifically say that the the weight of the payload and all that, but they said with the payload as well. Yeah. So I think the way I read it, it looks like he is trying to shift his focus towards doing both essentially. Okay. Being able okay. to cover the tourist tourist, I don't know, want of of saying I've been to space and 
being a, a competitor to SpaceX, which I'll be honest with you, if you're trying to compete with SpaceX, you're a little bit behind already. Like I, SpaceX is I, like I agree with you. Leaps and bounds, right? I, I agree with you. You know, um, you know, I think I think Elon Musk is one of the most polarizing and bipolar uh, for sure genius yeah. madman yeah. things that will ever evil evil rich yeah geniuses. he's and he's not you know he is whatever he is but spacex mm -hmm. you know the you can't mm -hmm. there's no real denying tesla spacex these companies that he's been involved with, there's really no denying how successful they are at the things that they drive forward on yeah. um does yeah. it you know cause waves sure it calls waves but spacex is far and away <clears throat> you're you you're way behind if you're trying to be a payload delivery service for nasa you got a lot of work to do yeah. spacex has gotten pretty but, good and, at and, that. And when I started looking at the the articles and reading through, it's to me it seems very apparent that they were focused on the tourist side of it, and somewhere in the middle of all that, I don't know if it was Bezos or if some you know another CEO or head of of his board or whatever said we need to do this because it seems like there was like a, a direct like we just took a left turn real quick mm. and changed our goal like all of a sudden. Because they they throttled back on all the media attention and everything of delivering, you know, Captain Kirk to freaking space, yeah, you know, and started focusing on the payload side of the house. So I don't it it, it to me that's how it looked. It looked like hey we, yeah. we we need to have we need to directly compete with SpaceX, which I will say it's good having competition oh, is good. That's needed. I yes I agree. I I, I think that. <laughs> I think that we, the United States of America, and, and this is only a reflection on the United States of America's space program. I'm not talking about others. Um, yeah, we yeah. left ourselves little options when we retired the space shuttle program. The SLS program, yeah. which is the the one that's you intended to take us to Mars and back to the moon, that SLS program is not ready yet. And um, there was a big gap, and we were depending on Russia to to move things back and forth, the ISS for us and, yeah. and whatever. And, and um we had, here we are. And here we are. We had to pay. I mean, we gave SpaceX a lot of money and are giving SpaceX, the, the taxpayers yep. are giving SpaceX a yep. lot. And when I say a lot, I it's incomprehensible the amount of money that we're giving SpaceX. But it would be more incomprehensible not to have the ability to have an American delivery service to space. You know, I've never, I, I haven't never dug, but it just occurred to me. I wonder how much money in comparison to running NASA yeah. Still, I was looking with space missions. I was looking is. today uh, because I had a, a bit of a personal vendetta against Barack Obama during his administration because of some comments he made about defunding NASA, and he didn't have he did not yeah. he did not have the authority to defund NASA. But how, yeah. I did I did look into it today that it always sat wrong with me. Um, but what I'll say is the budget for NASA was actually kept pretty pretty solid while he was in office, so the budget did make it to NASA. And there were some programs like Mars and some other things that got greenlighted. So sure. it wasn't, in, you know, as often is with presidents, you know, you, you love hate and then you look a few years on and you're like, oh, okay, it actually wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but the 21 billion was the number that was then being spent to fund NASA, right? It's like 20, here's $21 billion. When they had the shuttle? Post shuttle. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, um, so NASA, but NASA, and this is we're actually going to talk about this in the next one. We could, I guess, we could wind these together. But the private yeah. privatization of the space industry. These two companies that we're going to talk about in the next article, both of them were given um, eighty million dollars to start, yeah. right? And so NASA was even taking money from the U.S. government, and NASA was saying, 
hey, let's funnel some of this into privatization. And there's this really sure. interesting thing that's occurring, and I think that people like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos understand this really well, is someone else set the pattern. Right. right. Someone else said, how do we get to space? How do we do orbit? How do we get to the moon? Those things have been done. And, and we learned all from that. We learned from that. And the information yeah. that you learn from that, the engineers, what they learned from that, you can now privatize that. No one's gotten to Mars. And, it, and a company's not going to get to Mars before the U.S. government and NASA. I just don't think that's real. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because of what it takes focused-wise to go do that. Sure. Uh, and sure. and so I think that's what NASA seems to be doing is, hey, we'll help pay for some of these things because, honestly, could NASA do them? Yes. But if we do that, we're not doing the next thing. Right? If we're focused on this, we're not focused on Mars. Uh, and okay, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. so they've got that these could, patterns. That makes sense. And so it really struck me a little differently today when I was looking through it and being like, oh, okay, so NASA's funding that. NASA's putting money into that. And I think that... SpaceX being the best example, like to your point, they're so far ahead because we're paying SpaceX to take things to yeah. you know, vital yeah. equipment experiments. Those things are going up all the time. And we got to have a way to get them there. And I tell you this, Russia ain't doing it for us anymore, right? <laughs> so, right. So yeah, yeah. who are we going to, who was going to do that for us? It's interesting to me to sit and see the, the differences too, because if you look... <clears throat> And I'm not comparing nations to companies, but if you look at where SpaceX is sitting today and where um, – I don't even know. I didn't even catch what Bezos' actual company is called. I know the air, the craft is called Blue Origin. Uh, no, the company is Blue Origin. The craft is – Oh, the company is Blue Origin? Yeah, the, the company so is Blue I'm, Origin I'm and the craft is not that. I, I can find it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I couldn't remember if I read that or not. Either way um, – when you look at in terms of the race, I wonder almost if his company, if Bezos's company might catch up because SpaceX is already testing the rockets for, well, what they think will be the Mars mission yep. and a moon landing, right? Yep. They're already testing those. They're already launching those. So at this point sending stuff into orbit and satellites and supplies and things to the international space they, like that's just old hands that's just what they do SpaceX. Now. Right. Like they're yeah they've been doing it right yep. so it's not it, and so for you to be talking they've been doing it for years at this point and you're talking about blue origin just now had the first successful takeoff and landing by the way of their their craft i actually saw the video of their landing the craft without the without the uh, pod mm. on it and that was kind of cool to watch but but um i also think it's amazing that we're we're doing that too by the way we're reusing reusing yeah. the craft in that fashion well that was the breakthrough you know that was the shuttle breakthrough it was in, uh, if you go and yeah. look through the and look i am a for real space dork right space camp a couple of times yeah. like I'm, I'm that dork but if you yeah. look through it the russians when the space race was going on the russians took missile systems that they used they and designed to blow something up that yeah, was how yeah. they got to space they stuck a dude yeah, on top yeah. of it and yeah. that is um pretty effective for one-way travel you know those missiles right are pretty effective at going one way but they're made to like go one way not come back so the real magic of the apollo missions that nasa did and they had to build it from the ground up the apollo was the first those were the first rockets ever built specifically for space travel they weren't yeah. they weren't weapons first right they weren't a weapon yeah, that we yeah. put something on top of they were designed from the ground up to go 
be space travel. And so the real thing was getting a human being to the moon and getting a human being back from the moon. And that, to me, if I'm Blue Origin, you know, and you were talking about them taking a left-hand turn on space tourism, space tourism sounds really sexy. I don't want to be responsible for life support on a bunch of... Could you imagine? No, I can't. Could you imagine? I can't. I mean, the submarine that we had implode... The, the, right. Right? Like, if anything goes wrong, it all goes wrong. Right? There's not... Yeah. There's not a little thing goes wrong in those high... If you're that far under the water, right? If you're that far into space... Something goes yeah. wrong. It's just over. There's no room for error yeah. in these things. Um, yeah. But if yeah. you have a bunch of experiments on there, which, you know, do these plants grow or do ants form a colony, whatever the experiments might be, they might be expensive, right. but they're replaceable. Humans are not replaceable. So I can see, I can definitely see taking a turn and being like, let's see if we can just get some cargo up there. I mean, surely somebody at his company was like, hey, man, the liability here, like alone, is kind of insane. Like, I, I get yeah. you put William. that you're going to, you're going to, like the amount of money, I don't know how much it cost for for that group to go per person, but it had to have been astronomical just to cover oh, yeah. the liability, right? Alone. Oh yeah. Like, can you God help? Could you imagine if if you freaking lost Captain Kirk? That's exactly it. Freaking. <laughs> hey, can you imagine being the insurance agent when Jeff Bezos walks in and he's oh, like, "Jesus, I'd like to insure a flight," and they're like, "Sir, you are worth more than our company." The insurance, yeah. the insuring is just your pocketbook. Wait, we can't. Yeah. We could give yeah, yeah. you our whole if, – if something goes wrong, we could give you our whole company and we still wouldn't cover it. <laughs> <laughs> you can have everything. That chair, that clock on the yeah. wall, that you can have it. Yeah. You still won't cover it. So, like, I can't imagine. Because at least, at least in the case of SpaceX, the crew, if they have a crew – because a lot of their flights are automated. Yep. Yep. If they had a crew, you've got a crew that is trained to do X, Y, and Z. They understand that I may not come back, yep. but this is still the job that I choose. A tourist may understand, but they probably oh, don't understand. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. Like, again, I hate to keep bringing it up, but like the submarine implosion is a perfect example. 100%. Like, these folks did not understand. Like, what they were actually getting into. Actually, the only one that did understand was that poor freaking kid. Oh, so that said he didn't want to do it. Appeased yeah. his dad and came along. Yes. Yeah. Like, and and so that's the thing that kind of, and that's why it kind of strikes me that he is. It seems like they are trying to veer away from the tourist idea, and 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 do the do the be an alternative to SpaceX. Maybe. Yeah. You know, but for me at least, looking at their track record. Yeah, they've got a very, <laughs> very long way to go. Yeah, so. the one that launched recently, the experiments on board it were from a previous flight. So there was a flight last year, September 2022, maybe, somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah. There was a, a, a rocket they were going to launch, um, and it had these experiments on board. You know, NASA had some experiments on there. Companies have experiments yep. on there, whatever it is. And the rocket veered off. They did save the yep. capsule, however. So... Um, they made good on it, right? They they came back a year plus later, and they were like, hey, look, your experiments went to space. They made good on it. Um, and maybe that's, you know, that's something to be said. I've, I mean, I, I've never gone to space. I've built model rockets, and those things are hard enough to build, right? Yeah. But yeah. The, the money required to do these things correctly 
is one aspect. The time required to do them correctly is not negotiable. And that's one of the things that yeah. NASA kind of constantly ran into when you look at the space program when we were sending people to the moon. These astronauts, which you were talking about, is very important. These Every human yeah. being involved knew everything about what they were doing. And when I say everything, I mean yep. they, they could have rewired the entire capsule. Yeah. Each individual, right? They know everything, yeah. and NASA makes sure they understand every single thing because it's important that they know, look, oxygen a behaves this way in space. I'm responsible for the whole – like, it's a whole thing. Sure. Tourists do not do that. No, they, they're not they, there to do that. They're they there to face, be excited and, and – Yeah, they, they spray paint <laughs> you know, cave paintings, right? The, tourists yeah. are <laughs> – Yeah, well – like tourists ransack catacombs. Like tourists are not. Uh, I don't know. Maybe yeah. if you can strap and, them and down. <laughs> completely, I don't think that's completely the, I don't think that's how that works. Completely strapped down. Their face is all the you know. I went to space. But I don't just know. Duct tape them to a chair. Yeah. And here you are. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> what was the movie with Mel Gibson where he was locked in the chair and his eyes were? Conspiracy theory. Oh, conspiracy uh, theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, maybe that's. I, the, maybe that's I don't the, know. I I'm wondering to me. What is the space tourism? I don't think is even a thing that SpaceX would want to entertain right now. I think because we're still wrapping our heads around the idea that we're trying to revisit the moon and we're trying to get to Mars and we're trying yeah. to do this and we're trying to do that, right? Like, I don't yep. think that would be a thing until I think maybe going to Mars is old hand. Maybe. Yeah, there's uh so the next piece we're going to talk about is probably what we're talking about. And the subject is, yeah, is privatization, yeah. how we will explore space. And we're kind of hitting on that because two companies yeah. are launching to go to the moon. Um, yeah. In the past year or so, we had, what, India and China yeah. actually landed on the moon. We had Russia and Japan, quote, unquote, land on the moon by smacking into they it. They tried. Yeah, they destroyed. They tried. Didn't quite have Destroyed their craft. The uh, getting to the moon is not hard. Yeah. Stopping on the moon is extremely hard, right? And <laughs> successfully stopping. Yeah. You could you could stop all day. Slowing down enough stopping. to to yeah, not yeah, yeah. explode yeah, when yeah. you hit the moon is a way different yeah. thing. And so what did you call it? A a a, a unplanned rapid uh, unplanned Yeah, yeah. yeah. Breaking <laughs> mechanism. <laughs> and so the uh these these companies and I wrote it down. This was your article. Um if, yep. if you want to introduce it, but I wrote down some notes. And I, I, I think this this one to me is is probably my favorite. Well, the thing that I like about it, first of all, is not that. And a lot of these articles, I'm starting to notice this, and I'm actually taking note and make seeing if this is the case. But both companies aren't out of the U.S. I like that. One of the countries, uh, company countries. One of the companies was out of uh, was it Pittsburgh? No, yep. it was out no, of Pittsburgh. Uh, was, it was out of Pittsburgh. One was out of Pittsburgh. Yep. And then the other one was out of, it was not in the U.S. Wasn't it India? No. I don't know where the other one was from. Uh, I think I read it was in India or... Yeah, Astro, Astrobotic it. Technology was from Pittsburgh. The other one was Intuitive Machines. Quickly, quickly. Yeah, I didn't see was where the other it's company. out of, though. Intuitive I Machines? I where are you from? I thought I saw that it was out of... Where are you from, Intuitive Machines? 
I need. I apologize. I need to start getting a little bit better of making. Oh man, these kids. Talking these guys are Houston. Specific article. Yeah, Houston and Pittsburgh. Oh, this is out of Houston. Yep. For some reason, I read that it was in. It wasn't in the U.S. But anyway, the point behind the article was specifically, and 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 we've talked about it before too. Is if you've watched that show for all mankind, oh. they they actually talk like directly to this and it's funny because i read another article where they were talking about how um you know it's just conjecture but they were like well you know for all mankind is like foretelling the future is the fact that governments won't be able to uh fund or focus on any kind of space program because we're so wrapped up in our own mm. crap here on the planet that trying to um create enough interest to have innovation which is what you need obviously in this theater of science is going to take privatization mm. and, and but we're already seeing that right we're already seeing that with blue origin we're already seeing that with spacex it's already happening um but one of the things i wanted to ask is like do you think it's a good thing like do you think the mm. privatization or a company a private company getting money from governments yeah. to do this is a good thing i i I will say I oscillate probably on this one. And part of this is is the fact that I don't trust companies. Companies sure. are I don't, we can call it we can say they're people if we want they're not. Um they yeah. are yeah. are machines made by people to attract and retain as much money as possible. That is what a company is for. Literally. Right. That yeah. that is that is yeah. the entire purpose of a company. And I am not denigrating that. I'm saying that's how our society works. That's what a company is built to do. There are not yeah, for good or good or bad. That's right, good literally or bad, that's what just it's been the for. objective reality, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, let, let's 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 run through this, right? Let's say Hapa and Seven say, "Hey, let's start a company together." The only reason we would do that is for legal protections on income. There's no other yeah. reason for you and I to go start a company. So the entire purpose of fi sure. founding a company is to say, "We're going to put money there, so someone can't sue Hapa and can't sue Seven. They have to sue the company first. And so that's why you form LLCs. That's why you do these things. And there's tax ramifications, all this stuff. But companies, to me, are not things to be trusted. Now, I'm yeah. not talking about not-for-profits, right? I, I have a soft spot for not-for-profits, like nonprofits, sure. different. These are not nonprofit companies. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think in some ways, I love that NASA... So these two companies right in 2019 both got $80 million to figure out how to get yeah. to the moon. And what they're going to put on the moon is robots, right? They're going to put landers on the moon. <clears throat> and they're small. They're not like these giant, you know, they're a couple of them. I think one of them said the shoebox size. Yeah, they're not. I mean, uh, a lander. Yeah. And yeah. One of them is going on a brand new spacecraft, which I'd never heard of. Um, United Launch Alliance yep. is the company. Yep. And they have a, a spacecraft called Vulcan. That I got to look into this. I didn't, I didn't look into it, but that's a brand new thing. The other one is catching a ride with SpaceX. Yep. Um, yeah. And so they're going to try to, they're going to go to the moon. So NASA is like just by spending $160 million. That's a, that's a, that's a good budget play, right? I spent $160 yep. million and I'm going to be able to put some stuff on the moon. That's, that's an, that's a brilliant use of money. $160 and, million and so, would not get us to the moon through NASA. No, hell this no. wouldn't happen. So, so here you are. You, let, one of the comp companies, $80 million is going to land the Astrobotic, which is the name of the actual rover, on the southern hemisphere yep. and look for ice. Because yeah. on the dark side of the moon, Water ice. it's estimated <laughs> that there are billions of pounds of liquid yeah. ice. Water ice. Which, yeah. and, 
which if if anybody you know knows anything about science if you've got liquid ice water ice h2o you have all you need to make a colony yep. you don't need to send fuel which is one of the biggest issues oh, with yeah. space flight yep. is the amount of fuel you need compared to the size of the weight of the cargo well the more cargo the exponentially more fuel you need yep. and then when you land on the planet if you're trying to make a habitat or whatever now you've got to send all that stuff to make the habitat well if you've got water you, that removes a lot of the weight because you don't need fuel completely dead right weight, so right? the thing about fuel right I was, so go ahead i was just gonna say so 80 million dollars paid to a private company land a rover if they find ice that's the jackpot for the 80 million dollars 80 million dollars right? is, is a drop right. in the bucket for what they're trying to spin to get up there. 100%, so yeah, yeah so yeah, on yeah. one hand i'm like hell yes i think that was a great idea on the other hand i've seen what companies do when they they get further down this path yeah you know and, and look every science fiction every cyberpunk genre like it it you know it they're ingrained into my head that companies yeah. will not yeah. behave in the best interest of humanity yeah. They will behave yeah. in the best interest of shareholders. And that is a very small subset of humanity that they're trying to help. So it's not like these companies are going to go to the moon because, oh, we're trying to help out. No, they're going to the moon yeah. because they think they can make some money in some For way, sure. shape, or form. That's not a bad thing. But if you take that to the nth degree yeah. and companies start controlling access to things like the moon, right? And companies start controlling access to things like mars yeah right that's what all these science fiction movies are written around you know and i, I was literally gonna say yeah that's literally what you see in all of them all of right? them right so um it's interesting because you were talking about the fuel and i think this is what i want to kind of come back to here is you spend 160 million dollars one of these missions is going to the south pole basically of the moon where yep. they think they've got yep. all this this water ice and yeah, yeah. Fuel is an incredibly – I used to race cars. You know this about me. But I used to build yep. and race cars. Fuel is an incredibly interesting concept because fuel has to generate more energy than it weighs. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a, that seems like, oh, it's on the surface. Yes, that's simple. It's not. There's a reason we still not, use gasoline yeah. and not ethanol. Yep. Right? It's because it generates – gasoline generates far more energy than its weight. In other words, it can carry – itself and a car yeah. you know and tow a boat and, and all these things that we do with it so yeah yeah if you get up to the moon uh because the next step is hey can we build colonies on the moon and can we launch missions from the moon where our gravitational pull is nowhere near the same so vehicles right. leaving the moon to go to mars would need far less fuel to have done so and sure. all they need is water that's it that's the thing they need. Yep. And if they find if yep. they if they spend eighty million dollars and they find water, first of all, you're gonna it's gonna turn into I think it's gonna turn into all main all, for all mankind. Where For sure, yeah. If they announce that, it's gonna be if it everybody needs to get there as quick as they can 100%, and lay claims. hundred percent. And yeah. I would yeah. tell you, um, one of the things I think Joe Biden is extremely good at, not to get I'm not getting political, but he's a statesman. He he believes yeah. in he believes in relationships and handshakes and making deals and he's quiet about it right so he makes deals when you know i'm not gonna say behind closed doors but he makes deals in private then announces them publicly and sure and to that end if if they get a report back little rovers little shoebox rovers like oh man i found water and it's 100 miles deep right and they they're like uh 
they found water. What happens next? That's really... We need to make as many friends as we can yes. that will say that we will all make claims together. Yes. And, and we got before a couple. the big evil other guys get there. Yep. And we right. happen to have a guy in you know Russia right now who ain't playing ball anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think all mankind. Well, is, and that's is, the worst part pathetic. about this. We, we've talked about this, too, is how science, like science and scientists don't like looking at things by nationality or political standings yep. Yep. and stuff like that unfortunately yep. poli- politicians get involved and and that that makes the the biggest part of the problem of this entire thing but um yeah i'm actually gonna and look you hit it on the the head on the you know the head of the nail like if you haven't seen for all mankind you oh, probably yeah. should watch it because it it was it's interesting to me i watched that show and then i'm seeing a lot of these articles because it's like jesus like how it how it's working the thing that worries me is do you remember I, i'm sure you remember the challenger explosion do you remember uh, what yes, caused I do. the challenger I explosion do. i do it's an o-ring so it was a faulty faulty o-ring yep and it was a company that was making o-rings yep. and decided to try to cut costs producing the o-rings to maximize profits from nasa and they were using uh, products that weren't up to spec in those O-rings, and that was the final result. That company went out of business immediately, like, obviously, yep. after the Challenger blew up. That's what I'm worried about in terms of privatization. Yep. You get companies that are going to sell all these payloads or whatever in the name of freedom and blah, 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 and exploration, and, well, we need to do it with the cheapest possible, not necessarily safe <laughs> means necessary, yep. right? Yep. Like. Well, I mean, so I was. That's the I looked, thing that scares me. I looked it up, and the United States of America defense budget for 2023 <clears throat> $761.681 billion. It's insane. Okay. So nearing a trillion. The yeah. NASA budget for 2023 $26 billion. And yep. I've said it on this podcast before. I will say it many times in the future to anyone who will listen. Your NASA is building things to explore, not destroy. Yep. And you are far more likely to be able to get other humans involved and behind and participating in something yeah. like that yeah. than you yeah. are in weapon systems. Um, we deliver our weapon systems more than we deliver our message of exploration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. And so to for me, sure. if you're going to spend, if you're going to tell them, you know, NASA, you get $23 billion, whatever it is, which oh. is, is fairly unchanged. The Obama administration was 21. It hasn't gone up that much. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you're going to be like, they spent $160 million on a couple of companies. They're going to get to the moon. They're going to have another manned mission to the moon. The United States is still the only country to put a man on the moon, by the way. Nobody else has still nobody else has done that. And it's not because they can't put yep. a man on the moon. It's because they can't get him home. And that's yeah. the things NASA cares about. And I don't think yeah. everybody everywhere cares about bringing them home. You know, there's I would 100 percent agree with that. Yeah. And that that's a that's a dark. When you find something valuable in space, we will we will see what humanity is made of. I can't remember what show it was I, I was watching. They were talking about the first uh, missions to the moon, the first missions to orbit, where there were literally protocols in place to end whatever mission it was to try to bring the astronaut home 
at a risk of the mission failure. They didn't care if they didn't make oh, it 100%. to 100%. Whatever. The the goal was always to bring the human back and I think yep. you are I think you hit the nail on the on, on the head there is there's nations on this planet that are they hey we got a guy up in the space awesome we something screwed up we can't bring him home oh well I, well there's nations like, whatever. and i promise you there's companies oh for sure yeah i mean there's sure. companies building you know submarines out of carbon fiber and telling people oh, it's safe god companies just do stuff <laughs> because- and that, and that's what scares <laughs> me for the privatization right it, because it is, you yes. can say that you have to have these standards and these rules and which, which that again to go to go back to the submarine there are standards there were requirements there were things to say you know to get your little certificate saying stuff is safe right yep. and he bypassed all that and you still had tourists that went aboard and they still died right like so this is like at what point are we like oh we're going to go to the moon and we're going to have 100 150 tourists yep and then you lost them all because some idiot wanted to cut Well, I mean, you, you talk about, you know, an organization companies, you know. you know, you're in the boardroom, you talk about acceptable losses. Yeah, exactly. You do talk right. about that. And, and normally that's normal course of business, right? You're talking about acceptable yeah, losses. Yeah. And what does that mean? Oh, it means we lost a sale. Right. Yeah. Someone chose our not competitor over us. Not necessarily lives. Right. Not, right? <laughs> not we lost an entire crew of human beings. Yeah, but yeah. but that's how that's the terms that companies talk in because they're machines that are built to decide on a spreadsheet whether something made money or lost it, and based on that one thing, oh my god, they determine success or failure. So to me, you know, you ask the question, and this is all a conversation around this question: Do I think that you know privatization is good or bad? I think it's both, but I yeah, I'm not yeah. necessarily a big government guy, an oversight guy. But there are times when I'm like, okay, you know the. The FDA is probably probably a good one. Uh, OSHA. For sure. OSHA, probably not bad, right? The EPA, yeah, I'm kind of there for that, seeing what it did to my, what, you yeah. know, what pollution and stuff does to my home state. So there's, there's times when you look at it and you're like, it just makes sense for humanity to have like yeah. these oversights and, and companies won't do it themselves, right? So yeah. I don't know how we, um, I don't know how we, there are probably ways to control the purse strings and be like, hey, look, we're going to give you this $80 million, but you got to meet our safety specs right or we're, sure. or, or we're yeah. we're not sending it and we're not giving you the money yeah right like yeah yeah and i would love to see i would not hate it if nasa became um in the software industry we have pattern making right and this doesn't come from software but back when you would make things out of wood right you had a wood shop that would cut things but you also had a pattern maker the pattern maker was the most senior person they would actually make a pattern first and then the rest of the wood shop would right. cut it pattern making yeah. right the less skilled people can cut the pattern, they don't make the pattern. And I think right. the same thing happens in software and many other industries. And I think that NASA is maybe, I'm hoping, falling into that that kind of realm of thought where it's like, you know, right. the pattern to going the moon to the moon is this. And yeah. we want you guys to find a way to do it cheaper. Here's $80 million. You need $20 million more. Come talk to us. Show us your progress. Maybe we'll, we'll help. But yeah. you go to the moon this way safely. You do this. You don't, by the way pet peeve of mine you don't leave a bunch of space junk flying around the planet right in the process <laughs> to tear down yeah you know something yeah. else that we put up there um here's the rules you follow but but who enforces those and who's are who's do we follow the united states happens to be the most quote unquote advanced only because we put a man on the moon yeah right so internationally I done it in 50 60 years so yeah i think internationally it would yeah. be nice if if there was a hey, look the i 
the UN has its hits and misses. We haven't had a major war between superpowers since the UN was around. Sure. So I think it's had sure. more successes than failures. It was meant to stop those wars. Yeah. It's yeah. done that job so far. Yeah. yeah. I would love to see all the nations in the UN come together or a UN style body and say, hey, look, how do we do this in a way that doesn't make it so that we screw up Mars the same way we're screwing up Earth? For sure. And I, I think, I mean, I'd like to be optimistic and say, because like SpaceX is, and I keep going back to SpaceX, is they're the only real thing that we have right now, yep. right? Yep. They haven't had a major failure where they've lost lives, right? Correct. So Correct. Most, most of the rules, regulations, and uh, required specs that NASA went by with the shuttle were all written in blood. Uh, 100%. Like things happened, you know, unfortunately in the Apollo program, you had, you know, astronauts that got locked in a capsule that had a fire inside of it. They found out, oh, gee, somebody was like, well, we don't need to have a release latch on the inside of the capsule because they're not getting it. They don't want to get out. They're in a space. Actually, turns out you kind of want that. Right. Yep. You know, the we want to. To have standards of quality of product for O-rings and sealing sealing compounds and things. Guess what? Challenger blew up. Well, we're going to probably pay attention to that a little bit more. We need to have better standards of our heat shielding. You know, unfortunately, we had Discovery that, you know, was it Discovery? Was the one that had the panels came off and well, Discovery they broke up panel? when they, they came home? Was it Discovery or? I think it was, actually. I can't remember now. That was the one that but, was on the know, return. Yep. Colum- yeah, on Columbia. the return they broke up in Columbia. Columbia excuse yeah, me. Yeah, Discovery's okay. still in the museum. Um, yeah, Columbia. Right. So I mean, you know, unfortunately, and that's nine times out of ten, um, how government agencies are going to write rules a lot of times is unfortunately they're written as a result oh, yeah. of blood that's given. I think it's it's interesting um, you mentioned that because Challenger, I was I was sitting in school and Challenger was a big deal. Yeah. Right, because it was the first yeah. time a teacher had gone to space, and, and all the kids in yep. school were like, "Oh my god, teacher going to space!" And so everyone's watching, unfortunately, we're watching it, right? And the thing disintegrates, yeah. and you're like, all the kids are looking around, like, "What's happening?" And the teacher's like, "Turn it yeah. off," you know. And and then you yeah. got one of the yeah, greatest yeah. speeches ever given by Re- you know, w- which was given by Reagan in response to that. Reagan, yeah. But you had uh, Challenger, which was 1986, and you had uh, Columbia, which was 2003. And yep. so NASA's record was really good. Right. Insane, right? And the thing is, though, NASA takes a long, long, yes, long time to get there. And I think that that's, that's where privatization does help, right? Because yeah, it does expedite that process. Yeah, the experimentation, the move fast and break stuff kind of thought sure. pattern people like Elon Musk have where it's like, I don't care. Burn the engine. Burn the engine. Burn the engine. Burn the engine. Is it good enough? Yeah, let's try yeah. it with no one on it. Right. Let's go, go, go. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't know, man, I, I oscillate and I've done it in this conversation between, yeah, you know, yeah. I think privatization is some really good things. And honestly, it hasn't done a lot of bad things yet. So I am prejudging, right? I am prejudging companies and I shouldn't do that. Yeah. But my, my human history tells me that companies are not always looking out the best interest. So if we can solve that one thing, oh, man. then privatization is potentially how we get further into exploration. Yeah. And I would love I, to see well, companies do, paid to do that rather than blow up bridges just to rebuild them. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I also I'm super excited because the technology that we have now, we're able to do these unmanned tests. Yes. Yes. Right. 
because I I don't know how difficult it was back in the 80s and in the 70s and 60s when they were. I imagine it was very difficult in the 60s and 70s when computers were not great. Yeah. But now we have the technology to be able to do all these test flights unmanned yep. and not put people in harm's way, which I think is fantastic. So, and there, and yep. there may be an aspect there as well. So. Uh, yeah, I think there is, and we have you know. It's interesting. I don't know if you've been, um, and I haven't been in a while, but there's there's a, a display at the uh, Space and Rocket Center in Huntsville, Alabama, and talking about Mars, the Mars mission, and kind of how they're planning to do some of that. And sure. the, the moon is a really good testing ground for that. But what they want to do is they want to send first materials and robots, right, who can, they can automate the building of habitats. Right. right? A human being doesn't have to go build the habitat, they can automate all that stuff. So we've advanced from a technological standpoint to where we can do that, right? We can send big 3D printers that print metal. Yeah. We can send the materials yeah. for that. And we can do that in as many trips as we want to do it. And if we lose it, it sucks, right? We lose $100 million in equipment or a billion dollars in equipment. But no people died. But no people died. And we yeah. can do that as many times as we need to do it. And we can create a logistics chain and do that. But when there's people on it. When there's people involved, you the value of life, not every country values life the same, and companies don't sure. value it. Traditionally, companies are not incentivized <laughs> yeah. to place a high value on it, right? It's too many stories yeah. otherwise. So I don't yeah. know, man. I don't know. What are your thoughts? You, what do you think? On the whole, do you think it's a good thing, a bad thing? What do you think? I unfortunately am in a i'm at a place where i'm like well we're just we have to just wait it out and see yeah because right yeah. now undecided right now it is the perfect solution right now it, it, for me. yeah no i like it, looking at the way things are that, that's actually a really fair statement if we're going to do this it's the only way we have available that's not a bad statement and i i don't i've never been one of those people it's like well we need to just stop we need like when they when they retired the shuttles i remember thinking like it's probably the it's definitely the nerd side of me like I would lay in bed at night and be like, "Well, we're never gonna like how what are we how are we gonna do? Yeah, this? how are we gonna we're do? We're not yeah. gonna go back to space. Yeah, absolutely, we're just like the hell with it. We're not gonna do yeah. it, right? Yeah. So to to see something like SpaceX, and for me too, to see something like SpaceX and Blue Origin using reusable yep. craft, that to me is phenomenal. Yep. Like because you know that saves time, that saves money, that saves everything, right? Like so, I don't know, man. I I think I think. Uh, I hate to say it, maybe another twenty years we'll have to revisit this this conversation when we're, when we're Rogan big. You I, know? <laughs> when we're when we have our own space tourism thing figured out, yep. our low yeah, low orbit sure. hotel, uh, like in for all mankind. <laughs> that yeah. was a crazy episode. Um, yeah. So yeah. So the I, I think it's I think it's a great point. I think actually you know, from a conversational standpoint, I think you kind of put a bow on it, which is how else are you going to do it right now? And yeah. what's interesting there is. The shuttles were aging. I promise you someone at NASA talked to the Obama administration and was like, look, these things are yeah. probably 10 years beyond already. I bet you, I bet you when the Columbia thing happened, somebody at NASA said, this is going to start becoming commonplace. Like it's, they, right, they're, they're done. They're old. Like we need, right. It's, it's, yep. it's not there. Uh, I will say, I don't know if you knew this, but the SLS program, which is the, the program that NASA is putting together, it's the launch system program. Yeah. Um, yeah. is using shuttle stuff. So the boosters and all that yep. stuff are still being used. So I think it was just the, the shuttle itself had probably itself, aged yeah. out and um, we needed new solutions. Previous administrations had not invested in 
the solution soon enough if we wanted it not to be privatized. Therefore, sure. our only way yeah. to do it is to privatize it. And honestly, kind of glad that some of these – I don't love how much money the Elon Musks of the world have. I think that's ridiculous. I think, I think yeah. Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, all these yeah. tech billionaires who are drag, the dragons on a horde – right now right they're richer yeah, than anyone's yeah. ever been in history they're richer yeah. than the hundred richest people in history like this is crazy that's kind of crazy but at least yeah, yeah. you know these are the only people who can afford to do this i'm glad someone's happen, doing it though. i'm glad someone's doing it yep yeah and i mean you're you're at a place too where you're looking at let, let's say that they they made a plan yeah to to do a replacement for the shuttle the the cost to produce that would be astronomically oh, yeah. out of control compared to the way the what shuttles were with just because the way the contracting and everything works nowadays, like just in general. So for the for the government, it's also probably a slam dunk for them yep. to, to be able to say, here's $80 million, go find ice on the moon versus I need to spend even a billion dollars to do it ourselves, yep. right? Like, yeah, so. we have, um, you know, it's, it's funny. We have in the business world... You have to make decisions sometimes about whether you're going to outsource something and have a contractor do it or whether you're going to do it internally, right? So am right. I going to build something in, in my company? Am I going to allocate my yeah. my human resources to do a thing or am I going to get a contractor to do it? And when you have those conversations, one of the things I love bringing up, especially when I was doing consulting, one of the things I would love bringing up to people is if you do it internally, you use you, you lose the ability to use money as the motivator. And so there's an interesting right. thing about yeah. employees, which is they're going to get their salary. Yeah. You can fire yeah. them. That's it. Yep. With a contractor, with a consultant, you can say, look, this is $80 million. I'm going to give it to you if you do these things. Yeah. And if you don't do these things, I ain't giving it to you. And so you can use the money back and forth because they get 90% through with the project. And they're like, hey, can we do it this way? No. No. I want it the right way for $80 million. Yep. And yep. Uh, there is something to be said for intelligent controls of you know using money as the way to say hey you did or did not meet the expectations now if the military sure, industrial yeah. complex is any example we'll have a lot of waste in there and we got to keep an eye on that oh, but yeah. but at the yeah. same time at least right now it looks like nasa maybe you know maybe that's it maybe maybe nasa needs to be the trusted oversight committee for all this this fund appropriation i kind of feel like that's probably what what they are probably it, yeah that's, that's what's happening right you know, but maybe that's it yeah, maybe yeah. Maybe they are so pure of science, <laughs> right? That they can, they can make I this work. So. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, They're going that, to the moon. That's a perfect stance to have. Is hopefully they are pure of science. I mean, that's that's the big deal, right? Keep keep policy and political stances out of the decision making and and policy making there, because scientists are scientists, or they should hopefully be. Regardless of the where they live, where they grew up, and the political leanings that they yep. are in, yep, right, hundred percent. So that should be the that should be hopefully. the endeavor, right? Yeah. Well, cool. So, Hapa, so. we uh, I I think we can put a bow on that conversation. Yeah. Um, we talked a little bit about some of this stuff, but I, now I'm curious. And this we is did. one of my favorite parts of every podcast. Um, <laughs> what you watching, Hapa? So I think last. I think last podcast I mentioned I, I had looked I had started watching In the Mind of a Chef again. Yep. In the Mind of a Chef is a great show, another Anthony Bourdain um, production. Um, I've started watching some of his shows. The last show that he had, uh, which is The Layover. Yep. And the Layover's premise legitimately is if you have a layover in Paris or yep. Toronto, I love or that Chicago show. Yep. or Atlanta, yep. whatever. 
and you have 48 hours. What are you going to do? Where are you going to go? What are you going to see? Yep. And so I've started watching that. It's been nice because I've been seeing a lot of, I remember these places that I was like, I took mental note. I want to go visit. I'm taking mental note again. And it's, it's giving me the travel bug again because I, I love sure. road tripping and seeing sure. new places and whatever. Um, but just a conversation and reminder every now and then that we're all people and people interacting with people is good and be good when you're out there interacting with said people and have a good time and so on and so forth. It's been wonderful, a wonderful reminder, especially with all of the crap that's going on right now out there. It's been a nice little um, reminder of that. But on the new front, and we mentioned it earlier, yeah, leave the world behind. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I started watching this, and I mentioned I, I messaged Seven, yep, and was like, "Have you watched Leave the World Behind?" I was in the middle of the movie. Uh, was at that the time. is that when you messaged like, me? <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." I was like, "This show, this movie is crazy." He's like, "All right, well, message you when you're done," because yep. I know he didn't want to talk about it while I was still watching. Well, I definitely it, didn't want to talk about which it, which is you know anywhere near yeah, the end yeah. of it, right? Because Oh man, I, is this? A, do you want to talk about it? Do we want to just tell people, hey, look, if you haven't if you haven't seen this and you don't want spoilers, now's a good time. I mean, to... it's been it's been on Netflix for two months. So here, over two. Yeah, months. let's do it that way. Like, look, um, we can talk. We about... won't tell. How about this? I just won't tell the. We won't talk about the ending. Okay. Why don't we just not talk about that? I, I, I will talk about it in broad strokes. If that bothers anyone, now is the time to stop listening. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the, the movie. Which we appreciate you for listening up to now. We do. We do. <laughs> and we won't just miss you just yet. Catch us on where you get your podcast. <laughs> but uh, we won't we won't give away direct spoilers. But the movie yeah. is a Netflix original movie. Um, yep. And. Which, by the, by the way, they haven't had a good one in a while. So I Yeah, they, they have. I was happy that right, they had it. Uh, Julia Roberts is in it. Yep. And uh, Ethan Hawke is in it. And Kevin Bacon's in it. And. Um, um, Arsala uh, Ali is in it. So this, it's a really good, really fantastic, interesting, kind of deep brain watch. You know, it's it's there's nothing on the surface about that movie, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. And does it have messages? Of course, right? But at the end of the day, it was a very interesting look at a subject that I just find fascinating. So... I, well, that that is as far as I will go. If you want to talk more about it, I'm game for however much you want to talk about it. Well, I mean, you can kind of derive from the title, leave the world behind. It's, it's essentially talking about the end of the world, right? Um, I love shows like this or movies like this anytime when it kind of breaks down and shows how people will interact yeah. in the situation. Yeah. That's why I love Don't Look Up. Yeah. Which is another one if yeah. you haven't watched. Yeah, don't you look need to up. Watch it. If you've missed on Don't Look Up, seriously, stop what you're doing and go yeah. watch it. It is a perfect diatribe on the realistic world of today. Like, <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie Idiocracy, we joke all the time that Idiocracy oh, was actually a documentary. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Don't Look Up, in my opinion, is the same level of documentary. Yep. Um, but leave the world behind. And I, I don't know if you want to talk about this necessarily, but I had talked about how it got review review bombed. Yeah, I, I, so, so I had not heard about that until you said something to me. I found that very interesting. I never heard of it until I saw it. It's crazy like, to me. So for those of you that might be listening. What are you eating? You might look up reviews. Yeah, sorry. I've got a, a mint I had to put in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. Um, 
I had to. If you if you're here is talking about the movie and you go to look at the reviews to decide if you're going to watch it, I would highly suggest you just watch it mm-hmm. because I, I don't know what it's up to now. But at the time that I found it, it was like ninety nine hundred or almost ten thousand reviews were negative on it. Wow. And all it was was like probably I looked through about 20 before I gave up, but there was literally a copy and paste sentence. Every single review was a copy and paste sentence. Uh, there was because the the Obamas produced helped produce it. Mm. Okay, and that grabbed a lot of a, a lot of attention oh, yeah. for Tim. A lot of people just people a lot of people and, a lot of people hate them some Obama, don't they? <clears throat> and so there was political statements in the review. There was negative stuff in there. It just to me. The fact that you see this paragraph that somebody wrote yep. already, I'm like, well, that's not a bot. You know, somebody took the time to write a whole paragraph. But then you look at the next review and it's copy and paste. If you look at the next review and it's copy and paste, and it's over and over and over. And all these different screen names, exact same. It's like, okay, well, somebody is obviously review bombing yep. this movie. Yep. But it's kind of silly. <clears throat> um, but I think it's a great take on how people interact in this instance. And I think it's also a great take on how... And I've been trying to figure out how Seven and I would talk about this on a podcast because I've wanted to talk about, like, if things broke down where you yep. might think yep. you would land. Right. But I, I do worry about whether we could even talk about that, really. Yeah. Like, I don't... Right. So, I don't know. It's a subject it, that I've kind of been... And that, that's probably worth... around in my brain, but... That's probably worth, as the movie goes, for people to understand. So, I, I did not know until you had told me, you know, you were, you were texting me one day, and it was like, dude, the review bombs on this movie, and, you know, we both watched yeah. it, and it's not a fluffy movie, right? So, if you, if you, no. if you go, if you go into this movie, and you're like, I'm looking for fluffy entertainment, that is not what this yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. This is a yeah. this is this is get you out of your lizard brain level. It's a thriller it, for sure. It's 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 a deep thought. In there, look, there's some cheese in it, right? It is a Netflix movie. It was probably <laughs> partially done during the writer's strike. It's not it's not a perfect movie, but the concepts of the movie are extremely fascinating to me. Um, and you know, we had talked about uh, series like The Walking Dead, right? And The Walking Dead. The zombies weren't the scary thing in The Walking Dead, right? It, you start by watching The Walking Dead, and you're like, oh, zombies, rrr, scary, scary. And then you realize a couple of seasons in, the zombies ain't the scary part. Yeah. The people who are not zombies and the way they treat each other and the way yep. they interact and the way they mess with each other and all, that's the creepy part. Yeah. And so yeah. this yeah, movie yeah. is more about the psychology of what's going on between a set of human beings and a very small set of human beings on a very small set, right? So it's a house and, like, maybe a 20 acre plot the entire movie is set on so it's not like it's a huge movie it's not fluffy and yep. it is not designed to make you feel good that is not the purpose of this movie and so walk into it knowing that and i don't, i think if you walk into it knowing that it's, it's much like don't look up right there's a yep. there's a statement being made in don't look up which is like seriously don't look up right and you watch that movie and you're like, yeah, that seems pretty on the nose. It's funny and it's light, but wow, it's kind of. And yet here we are. And yet here we are. And and so I think this is uh, this is similar, right? In the, you know, the premise of 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 this movie to me, which I to me, is what if nobody's in control? Oh yeah, yeah. 
right? What if that's that's a fantastic point? That's that's to me. There is there is, and we won't talk about the ending of it, obviously. But that is to me that what I walked away because I thought about it. Mel, my wife and I watched it, and we were like, we walked away from it, and you kind of said, "Let me think about this for a minute." The next day, you're thinking about it, and like the second day after, I was like, "Oh." What if nobody is in control? And we've been sitting here talking about you know governments. And we our entire podcast yeah. has yeah. been about governmental structures, and that's the thing that we all exist within. What if that's not real? Yeah, that's the. And then the reality breaks down, and you and you see it. Yeah. What if it wasn't real, right. and it literally is just like it's just the concept of it's no longer there? What happens? No. I will say like. This will cause some anxiety for some people because, I mean, it's a real thing that people probably worry about. But, like, that that idea of even a decade ago, if the cell phone system went down, you could probably make a phone call somewhere. Yeah. Right? right. You could oh, probably that, that's find a, good, a pay phone that's a good or point. something or, like, call for help. But right now, in today, if you take a look around your house, let's say you lose power and there's no cell reception, are you able to call for help or even figure out what what the next step is? Like, what do I do? What do I do for water? What do I do for heat? What do I do for cooking? What do I like? What do I cook the stuff that's in the fridge? Because I like you don't know. Like you literally none of that stuff is something that. That anybody knows what to do. No, right? we like, we have routines, and they are extremely yep. comfortable, extremely yep. comfortable, and yeah. we live under the premise that the systems that make those routines possible will continue to function. Right, right. From consumerism, right, which is pretty much destroying our planet, society, mentality. Well-being, right? When I say consumerism, I don't mean buying food to feed yourself. I mean spending one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars on Christmas gifts for a nine-year-old. Right? right? There's <laughs> wow. there's a there's differences, and yeah, um, and so to me, like that is not sustainable, even if the systems remain in place. But yeah, that's what some people depend on day to day. Right to to be able to survive, and it's not a long it's not a long arc if those things don't exist yeah. anymore. Um, a lot of people are not gonna. It's, it's gonna be it'll be pretty pretty weird. It'll be pretty weird pretty quick. It's a full on Mad Max kind of mm-hmm. freaking thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. that's kind of scary. I I'd suggest to you uh, write it down for something you need to watch. It's okay. called This Is How It Ends. Oh goodness, Forrest Whitaker is in. I love that I love Forrest movie. Whitaker. Theo James. Um, I think it's on Netflix. Maybe I can't remember. You can watch it for free. It, the, the movie's about five years old, but it's very similar. Okay. In line with uh, Leave the World Behind. Gotcha. And and that that is another good good movie. Actually, right. it's not so a really is, high. This is how it ends. Production value movie, but but yeah, this is how it ends. For, if you see Forrest Whitaker on there, this is how it ends. Okay. You know that. Um, you got the got the movie, but yeah, I would suggest you go watch it. But, but yeah, so I mean, that's that's one of those things. Is like, like I, it was funny because Seven and I, as I was, you know, Rita and I were watching it, but I was like messaging Seven through the whole thing. Like, oh my god, like you're ending. Oh my god, yeah, you know, like 
it was crazy. Like uh, that 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 movie is is it's worth a night of of chilling oh, yes. and watching it's worth, Netflix. It's worth the investment, and it's honestly worth the brain time. I mean, we've talked you know we we talk a lot about the stuff you watch every podcast. We do that. Yeah. We're actually talking about this, and I I have a feeling if we were allowed to talk about it in a way that was spoiler laden, right? Where we were yeah, kind of being open yeah, about it, sure. we could talk about this movie for a good twenty minutes. And oh, that's sure. unusual, right? Just that on the on the face of it, any movie that you can talk about with friends for 15, 20 minutes, twenty five minutes, it's worth the watch, yeah. right? Yeah. Because that's yeah. that's bonding time you don't you don't get any other way, right? So like to me, the movie was worth watching. I cannot believe people are review bombing it. That kind of sucks. Um, it blows me away, yeah. Yeah, but it's a and, you know it's it's not a perfect movie, but I will say you know walk into it if you walk into it open eyed, ready for an experience, um, definitely worth it. And I'm actually going to send you something. Uh, and I won't talk about it here, but don't let me forget. I need to send you okay. a watch, and we'll see if we can get on the list for maybe the next podcast. Okay, for sure, for sure. So what you what you listening to? Yeah, all right. What you hearing? Yeah. So, um, as you know, I do a new music playlist every Friday, and you get to the end of November. Usually, the last Friday November, all the way through December, there's no new albums coming out. People just let Christmas music kind of run its course. Sure, and yeah. Usually it doesn't come back around to like the end of January. And so my 2023 favorite albums playlist was um, 776 songs. It was 66 albums that Good ran for Lord. over 48 hours end to end. And so obviously I've been listening to that. However, the last album in particular was one, uh, Neil Young did it. And so it's a Neil Young al- oh, wow. album called Before and After. And. It's Neil Young. Okay. And to me, Neil Young is mandatory listening no matter what. Willie Nelson had two albums. Oh, yeah. Like, Willie yeah, Nelson yeah, had two yeah. albums, and my favorite album was 2023. There's certain people that are just like, that. whatever you do is is worth. Lucas, sure. Lucas Nelson, right? Like, there were three Nelson yeah, albums yeah. last year. But Neil Young is one of these people. And Neil Young, if, um, I don't know if you've followed much of where he is today, but he sits on a porch yelling at clouds most of the time. Um, you know, he's just angry. And I read this yeah, interview with yeah. Neil Young and Rolling Stone. And it was a long interview. He doesn't do a lot of them now. He's just kind of, he's jaded towards the music industry. And a lot of that occurred through music perfection. And so when you you, you sure. read about what he's saying or you hear him talk about it, one of the things that Neil Young hates is perfect perfection. And what he says is the only reason music is good is because it's imperfect. Now, the musician, he contends the musician should try to be as perfect as possible, but flaws are human. And so he gets really worked up when someone is like electronic music, you know, where computers are making or machines are having perfect music. He hates it. Uh, He hates he hates streaming in particular because there was this whole period of time where streaming. I don't hate streaming. I hate what streaming has done in the music industry. It's a travesty. The artist got, as it always is, got squeezed more than anybody else. You know, you've got Weird Al Yankovic making three cents a year on Spotify, right? Like, that's that's ridiculous. But what really happened during the time when people started trading music and streaming music is the quality of music went down. And what I mean by quality is not the quality of musicianship, but the file size had to get smaller because bandwidth was limited. People were using dial-up. Right. And so what happened is a lot of the really interesting parts of the music, if you're like a true music purist, got lost because it just got oh, cut off to make the files yeah. smaller. And uh, so Neil Young's new album, if, if you get a chance to listen to it in like a super high quality, you should do that because he's one of those artists. Warren Haynes is another one. They just value that 
that super intimate, the instrument matters, the kind of strings I matter, I use matters, right? The picks matter. Um, and there's just so much texture to the album. So yeah, if you get a chance, check it out. It's Neil Young, Before and After. Uh, a lot of stuff on there. Great album just this to sit down and listen to. 45th studio album. That's <laughs> It's crazy, right? 45th. Yep. He took a break from yelling My at the clouds to, to make an album, and I'm glad he did. Yeah. No, it's fantastic. I like that. I still love that these artists that are, they're getting up there in years, but they're still kicking out albums, man. There's no way awesome. we get a lot more from Willie Nelson. There's just no way. No. That man no. is pickled. What is he, 90 hey, something? He, how old is Willie? That's a great question. The man is like smoked weed on the top of the He's White House, like 46 be. presidents or something. He is point. 90 years old. Yeah. Actually. And touring. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, Neil Diamond is 82 years old. So, I mean, I mean, these are artists like you're in your, your 80s, your 90s, and you're still kicking out an album. Like, still making on. an album, man. And, and you're still doing it the way you did it. 40 years ago. Crazy. You know, I, I, I think Crazy. I think the last podcast we talked about what I was listening, it was the Daft Punk um, ran, yep. Random Access Memories album, but it was the one without yep. drums on it. And yeah. I have an appreciation for that music. I think that what Daft Punk did with that, in particular that album, it may be, it will go up with the Beatles' White Album and the Beach Boys' Pet Sounds is probably the best, you know, thrillers up there. Obviously, you're talking about top five, but... Random Access Memories yeah, will go sure. down in history as being one of the greatest ever. And having said that, the way they did it was not the way Neil Young did it. You know, they had access to the greatest musicians on earth, greatest production on earth. Willie Nelson and Neil Young grabbed a guitar. That was it. Yeah, yeah. And then just produced music. And they just made music. And, and that's not yeah. really the way it tends to work anymore. And so we still have a, yeah. a few of these folks around that we can still listen to and be like, Wow, so I can still hear that troubadour. You know, that was a that was the term troubadour <laughs> music, right? And Willie Nelson's still doing that. He was the yeah. he was the original outlaw country yeah. guy. He invented it. So yeah, the Neil Youngs, the Willie Nelsons, uh, love them while you can, guys. If you get a chance to see them in person, my gosh, for the love, go to a show. I bet that's a show. Oh, go. I bet that's a gotta show. go. You see Neil Young yeah. and the any band that he brings, especially his Crazy Horse guys. Oh, man. So, yeah, that's what I'm listening to. You got me geeked out. See what you did there? No, it's fantastic. Yeah. I love hearing – honestly, a lot of times you'll suggest music to me that I would obviously – I wouldn't ever find because I'm just typically – what's in my memory or what I hear on mainstream is what I'm yeah, yeah. grabbing, yep. not necessarily yep. any random <laughs> – you know, so a lot of the, some of the albums that you've suggested stuff, I'll go back and I'll listen and be like, hell yeah, like that, <laughs> that's pretty legit. Yeah. So yeah, no. I'll send you, I'll send you the playlist. There was an album in 2023. There were a couple of that surprised me. Um, Co-defendants was was an act. Uh, they're musicians. One of the guys went to prison. This is his post-prison album. Fantastic. Um, and then there was a, a an act called CEO at Business.net. That was probably my biggest <laughs> surprise of the year. I included that on one of the playlists because I was like, how can I not include CEO at, at business.net? Business. Right? Like, just the name alone means I include them. And then I listened yeah. to the album was like, holy crap, that is fantastic. There's always a run the jewels, right? Every, every year they do it. But I, yeah, what yeah, I found, yeah. and I'll, I'll be out honest with you about my 2023 like favorite albums, I went through and listened. I was light on a couple of genres, in particular hip hop and rap. Um, I was light there. And uh, some of the heavier metal stuff, so some of the you know core metal stuff, I was not, I didn't have a lot of stuff there. And sure. it's not because I didn't listen to it. I think that's what's interesting when I talk to people yeah. about these playlists. 
it's not because I didn't listen to them, but a lot of times I find hip hop and rap pretty objectionable, right? I think there's some, I think there's some yeah. things that get yeah. said in those songs that I'm just honestly not, I'm not aligned with. Um, and so yeah. I end up being pretty light on that genre. And then the same thing has gone for some of the really darker metal bands lately. Uh, yeah, yeah. Some of the stuff I get why people get into it. I, I know it's like joking. I know it's it's said in jest and something, but some of that stuff is but still is really a lot. Um, yeah, and, and it's drilled into you too during during those songs. It, it's sure. it's it, it really is, and you have to decide. You know, music's an art form. People should be able to say whatever they want to say. Um, but when you go through and you listen to a year's worth of music, it is really interesting yeah. to see. You know the reason I listen to albums? I think I've told you about this before. I don't listen to singles for a reason. So the reason I listen to albums is because anybody can make a song. It is really, really exceptionally hard to make a good album. There's a lot of one-hit wonders out there, and they fill up our radio stations, and there's one-hit wonders. It is a different thing to put 12 songs on an album. And if you listen to an album, you can hear where the artist is in their life. And if you listen to, if you have a favorite artist and you listen to album, 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 you can hear the changes, right? You can, the Eagles. That transition. Yeah, you can, the Eagles. Yeah. You go listen to some of these albums. They hated each other by that last album. And you can hear it. Yeah. And yeah. so to me, when you go and do that and you compile that, the music that we are consuming actually has a statement as well. And and I will say that, you know, I believe that, <laughs> I believe that we as a society are in a mental health crisis. And I think the music represents that. You go back and listen For to the sure. 2023 uh, you know my favorites for sure. So, but yeah, check I out Neil Young. Uh, check out some of the Willie Nelson albums. Lucas Nelson, right? Um, some great stuff. There was uh, there was Saint Paul and the Broken Bones had one of my favorite albums last year. Um, Jason Isbell. Obviously, if you're not listening to Jason Isbell, you are wrong. Um, so yeah, some good stuff, man. But check out that Neil Young album. Almost 800 songs, folks. I mean, come on. That's a hell of a playlist right there. So, seven, how did I? I needed one more. 776. I, I, like, <laughs> one more song. I go by seven. One more song. I needed one more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, one more. more. Somebody, somebody on the editing room floor on one of those albums left a song out that they should have included. Yep. Yeah, well, you'll find out this year probably. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> so, Happa, you know, uh, what you playing, man? What games are you playing, I mean, Happa? Well, they're, they're no difference from last week, right? I'm playing a lot of War Thunder. I'm uh-huh, playing uh-huh. a lot of uh, World of Warship still, of course. I am waiting. I'm patiently waiting for War Warhammer Space Marine mm, 2 to come right, out. That's right. That's uh, right. It's been delayed like a whole year. Oh, no. I'm here for it. If it's if it's getting improvements and, and What's getting, the release date now? You know, like September. Ooh. Like late. Okay, so they're, yeah, they're like, trying to I get it right. Quarter four. And you support them getting yeah. it right. Sure. Um, I was excited for Grand Theft Auto 6 until I read an article. The CEO of Rockstar Games is saying that, in his opinion, games should, be, should cost almost double what they cost right now. The CEO it, of Rockstar... And- Makers of yes. Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead Redemption, yep. some of the bigger names, yep. has said what yep. now? That, in his opinion, the $60 price tag or $70, $70 price yeah, tag the AAA price tag we currently right? have, yeah. he, he's like, it should be doubled to, to $150 to keep up with to to keep up with the price. If you read on an article, it makes sense. Now... It makes sense what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. The budget mm-hmm. to create AAA titles like these games yep. has steadily increased while the prices remain the same. Yeah. Right? So 
it is estimated, case in point, that Grand Theft Auto 6's budget for producing Grand Theft Auto 6 is close to $2 billion. Wow. Which is four times what it costs to do Grand Theft Auto 5. Uh-huh. So um, when you put it in that aspect... It, it, I definitely can understand where he's coming from, but I don't know that I nah. would be willing to pay $150 no. for a video game. And, and, and I, I get where he's coming from too, right? Business expenses have increased, yep. except you're a big studio now and you suck. Yes. And, and that's, that that's, was the counter argument right, from the person writing the article was that games have been exceedingly getting worse also. Right. Over you time. guys are doing, you're doing Grand Theft Auto 6. Yes. I'm sorry. Your sixth title. I'm by sorry. The way. You have so little creativity that you're doing the sixth version <laughs> the of a game. Same and thing, in yes. six iterations, your stupid ass hasn't figured out how to make it cheaply. Yeah. That ain't on me. Yeah. I'm sorry, kid. I ain't paying you 150 bucks yeah. for that shit. It ain't happening. Yeah. When you got indie I mean, it would have to be games, an incredible spent, game. Dude, for we spent. Now, that, here's dude. the thing I'll spend $500 on a game. I just won't spend $500 to get the first chance to play it. Yes, sure. And I can I can agree. And with that. when you've got indie games, so 2023, right? We in review. If we talk oh, about oh battle bit, dude, battle bit, the indie games, twelve bucks. How many ga- indie games did we? We just got done playing uh, doing Lethal Company, right? Like, yep. These indie games are kicking your ass. Baldur's Gate three put everybody on notice. That was one thing that they had mentioned in the article I read. I guess I should have probably had that in our conversations, but they had mentioned specifically that Baldur's Gate has essentially in 2023 set the standard yep. for the quality that you should be looking for along with the price tag and no, let me say it again, no microtransactions. No microtransactions. And- you got a game, you know, that's fully flushed out and it's... I mean, as far as I can tell, you haven't even beat it yet, right? No, like, no, I'm I'm on the I'm very close to the end, and I've been a little bit completionist. Yeah. But you can play that game for a hundred hours and not finish it the first time. Yeah, and it's replayable, and it's and infinitely I've seen replayable. That reiterated in a couple articles that they were talking yeah. about Baldur's Gate specifically has set the they really have set a standard that I don't think any other AAA studio wants to admit to. Yeah, a hundred percent. They don't 100%. want to admit you got, to it. You got your boy at Rockstar coming out and saying, we should charge more yeah. for games. And you got every player yeah. saying, you should do better at making games. So here's what I tell you. Here's what's going to happen at Grand Theft Auto 6. You want you want a, a patented 7 prediction? This is a hot take right here. Same thing that happened to Diablo 4. Nobody gives a shit. Oh, yeah. You know yep. why? Because your last game was actually better and you got high on your own supply. Yep. Just like Cyberpunk 2077 did. You got high on your yep. own supply and thought, I have to do it so big, and you actually didn't. A guy made a bunch of Lego figures shoot it. each other. Everybody's going to want it. Yeah. No, no. You know, you, you're you going to have to play within the rules of the bound. Now, here's the interesting thing. The free-to-play games, which you and I play a lot of, we play a lot of free-to-play games. I promise you yeah. I will spend 150 200 300 Money is not my biggest limitation in life. Yeah. yeah. I will spend money on my entertainment. So if you're telling me it needs to cost $300, I'm telling you no. But I will spend three hundred dollars on a game, just not your game. And I think that's where the the crux of that article was talking about was they were trying to figure out ways to get more money without yep. doing microtransactions because yep. they know yep. that gamers are done with microtransactions. So one of the things they talked about was charging for how long you play, which I think is freaking crazy. Like I, if you make if you 
I think you're hurting the developers at that point because your developers, if they mm. if they put their hearts into a product and produce a quality product that people want to play, and now you're charging them to play per hour or whatever, yeah. like come yeah. on, what man. what happened like, to really? people just just the fifteen dollar a month subscription was a really yeah. solid price point for me. I don't know, man. Right, like Eve Online, I'm, I'm, World of Warcraft. There were plenty uh, of games where I paid fifteen yeah, bucks yeah. A, a month. Yeah. And in the case of some of those, I would buy, you know, not I would pay for the game, sixty bucks, whatever. Yep. I and then I, and then on top and then on top of it, I pay the fifteen bucks a month. Yeah. I'm actually okay with that. I would even buy other stuff. Yeah. Right, like so. There's ways to make money out there which are not skeezy. And yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't think I'm, it's as difficult as some of these AAA studios are making it out to be. I think that you just need to make a better product. I'm, I'm curious to see how this year is going to pan out for that yeah. because I'm. I think the AAA studios are in know. trouble. I think that I think that the 17th revision on an existing engine oh on an existing gameplay yeah. style it's just getting old and played out. And people like you know Larian Studios with Baldur's Gate three, Battlebit, um, remastered. Um, games. They just wanted to produce a quality product, man. They just want to do something That's fun. Stardew Valley was a yep. dude. Concerned yep. Ape made yeah. it by himself at a table. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, would he love to make more money? Sure, but the guy's set. He did a good job. He made a great thing. He made a piece right. of art. He made something that people love. Yeah, yeah. Um and that's what video games, you know, I, I, you and I have talked, I get passionate about this because as much as I love music, I believe that video games are the highest art form. And, you know, oh, for sure. so that yeah. to me, anyone who's commercializing an art form has to be really careful with how they do it, right? Because you can ruin the art form in the process. That's whole Neil Young's whole argument, right? Like, well, and I think that's what's happened, yeah. unfortunately. That's what right? AAA Studios are literally games. doing. Yep. Yep. Blizzard and, and, and. And Bethesda and all of you are I'm looking at you. I mean, I'm seeing on, there's a you. lot of there's a lot of games coming out, man. Oh, yeah. You've got Space Marine Two coming out. You got Grand Theft Auto Six coming out. They just announced um, uh, a new Fallout title. Yep, I think Fallout London. I think is the new one. Um, there's a lot of stuff coming in the in the in the oncoming year that I'm looking forward to. But I the the conversation brought up by the the rockstar oh, yeah. ceo yeah. really made me nervous because i'm like oh, yeah. well i hate to tell you buddy i you know gaming is my hobby but i do have limits to how much i'll spend for that hobby i'm not gonna lie and, and you know what's interesting happened and i know you well enough to say that i think i speak for both of us when we talk about not spending a 300 at launch it's on principle it's not that i can't yeah. it's not oh that yeah I, for sure it's not that i can't spend 300 on your game it's on principle yeah. Yeah. You know what? I might spend the three hundred dollars a year after you launch, and I'm sure that your game works and is fun. And I've got five friends who are still playing it because there's all yeah. these things that have to yeah. go right for us to fall in love with a game, yeah. right? And it's not graphics, right? It's not. I mean, the it's not some of these things. The that, Amazon gaming, New World. New World is a perfect example oh, of that. Fantastic I spent example. money on that game, and I. I feel. Hey, I honestly you, feel like I wasted. You were you I were into that money. game for a minute. Oh yeah, yeah. For for a hot minute, but the bugs and issues yep. and microtransactions yep. just kept compiling to the point where I was like, I really regretted buying that game. Like I legitimately regretted it. And it, you know, and that's where we're at nowadays with a lot of AAA titles. Like Rita and I talk about uh, Skull and Bones. Skull mm. and Bones is coming out yep. soon. Ubisoft. We right? played the beta. It was yep. It was awesome. I had a blast. It's like a combination of Assassin's Creed. But you're also like on a pirate ship shooting at each other's ships. Like it looks like it's promising. 
it was really a hard sell for me to to pre-order it because I don't like pre-ordering anymore. Oh, yeah. But Rita was interested in playing the game, and it's hard for us to find a game that yep. we want to play together. Yep. So it's like, you know what? We'll spend some money there. Yeah. So things have got to go. They, we'll see. They got to go a certain way when you're gonna you could pay that kind of money for a game. And AAA titles. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because AAA titles at seventy bucks. The AAA companies are the ones not delivering at a AAA level. What do you consider? Right. Yeah. These. These studios, right? They say, oh, a AAA title is what? What makes you a AAA title? Yeah. What have you yeah. What have you done, Cyberpunk 2077, full of bugs? <laughs> what made that AAA in your mind? Oh, it had great graphics. You finally Man, patched you. a year later. Great, like, like, you finally patched it a year later and got the work. Look, I love but... Cyberpunk 2077. That game worked for me, like, at release. And I will be honest, that's, yeah. that, that's one of the best games I've ever played. But it didn't work for anyone else it didn't work for me at all right and yeah. that's not triple a man you're gonna be triple a be triple a now i will say if triple a titles came out and they were Baldur's gate three yeah. right they were as promised or they exceeded Win. expectations i promise yep. you people will pay 150 bucks for the collector's edition win yep that was a win that's a win i haven't heard a single bad thing from any of my friends that have boulders games. There's nothing bad to say. Played it. Nothing bad to say. Yeah, I haven't heard a, a single bad thing. I'm gonna Other than they lose that. track of time. Oh, I, I will. Dude. You blink and it's nine hours later and you're like, what? <laughs> like, where did it go? I don't know. Yeah, which is like, the, what happened? That's a AAA. To me, that's a AAA. The immersiveness. The oh, for sure. Getting lost in a game. I love it when I find yeah. a game to get lost in. Um, so yeah. All right. Well, that was a. I think that was the best conversation we've ever had around what you're playing. We don't. That's good. No, that was good. We don't make a lot of effort around talking about games on our podcast, but that was kind of fun. We need to do that more often. We probably maybe we need to actually have a, an episode where we just focus on that. I think so. I think um, we should. I think it'd be fun. Maybe. All right, Happa. So uh, let's wrap up. You got about three minutes left. Talk about Happa's rules, man. Give us a little introduction for the the, the new right, year. Man. What is this? Uh, what is it? Where did it come from? Tell us about it. Yeah, so to hear the the first fifty rolls, you guys are have to go back a few episodes. That's, are we at fifty at the end of every? Are we at fifty? Uh, we're at fifty one right 51. now. Okay, so where we're going to start right. off. So I've got some rolls that I've over the years going through life that I've just written down, and they're like my rules for living. And we're at fifty one right now, and they're pretty straightforward. Uh, I've found that these are rules that if you try to live by them, you. Nine times out of ten, you're going to be pretty successful in your endeavors throughout your day. Uh, 51 is success is not the things you are surrounded with. Success is the lives you touch. And that's one that when I was a leader in the Navy was huge. I always used to say, um, I don't miss a place. I miss the people. Always. Whenever I left a place, it was never the place. It was always the people that I missed. Live the best life you can and understand that not everyone is going to be respectful to that life. I mean, not everyone's there to be with you throughout that ride, right? Don't worry about not knowing what you want to do in life. Uh, this one's a huge one for uh, a lot of the folks that I've mentored throughout my life. Do not worry about knowing what you want to do in your life or where you want to go. 99.9% .9 of us don't know either. And I feel like even now, today, I'm still like, what am I going to do tomorrow? I have no idea, right? So... Uh, 54, respect your elders. That's always been one for me. You know, like uh, if someone's been around a little bit longer than me, I tend to give them a little bit more respect. Uh, that doesn't mean that you have to like bow down to them, but it also doesn't mean you, you need to, you know, not be respectful to the fact that they've been around a little longer than you, right? Confidence is attractive. Arrogance is ugly. 
The opposite of love is disgust. Have the difficult discussions, no matter how painful it may seem. Like, that one's a hard one probably for a lot of people to stomach because uh, it's easier to avoid, right? Your race, your color, your creed, your sexual orientation, your religion, it's yours. No one can take them away from you, and it doesn't make someone else's invalid. Nor do you need to advertise it, by the way. Uh, 59 is rejection occurs. Move past it. 60 is, I love this one, social media. It's not particularly social. Kind of ironic, isn't it? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. I like that one. I like that one. My, you know my, my thoughts rules. on social media. Well, those Hell are good. Yeah. Those are good, man. Enjoyed it. Well, this was a good, uh, this was a good podcast. Happy, had fun. We hit it almost dead on at nine o'clock. So here we are. It's almost. Yeah. So, almost. Um, so we'll. I'll do the, the talking away here. So, um, so yeah. if you can find our podcast anywhere, you get podcast at Spotify, Apple, wherever you get them, you can find our podcast. Again, we do broadcast them live on YouTube. So if you want to get them a couple of days before everybody else, feel free to hop on our channel. We had some folks hanging out today. It was nice to see everyone chatting. So thank you to Rita Abyss. Our Owens, right? Thank you to Hector. All y'all, thank thank y'all all for stopping by, hanging out in chat. Um, appreciate you, everyone who's listening all over the world. We do have people all over the world. We appreciate you. We are, are thankful um, that you were willing to spend a couple of hours with us on occasion. Um, we hope that you're you're getting a little bit of happiness out of it, and uh, that it makes your world a little bit better. So, where do we want to find you, Hapa? If we want to find you outside of this podcast, how can uh, how can people find Hapa Fodder on the internet? If you literally Google Hapa underscore fodder nine times out of ten, I would say ninety nine point nine percent of the time it's going to be me. Uh-huh. My little icon, my my either that's the social media apps or YouTube or Twitch, whatever the case may be, it's probably me, and that's the easiest way to to find me. Just yep. Google under, Hapa underscore fodder, and I'm there. Yep, same thing goes for me. S three V Y N. You you look that up. There is one other person on one other site that got it one time, and if you find them, tell them I said hello. Um, and then I want my name back. So, uh, but otherwise you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, X, whatever Elon names it next week. Right. You can find me all over those places. Right. Um, and I'll, uh, I'll be around, uh, catch us both on Twitch. We are on Twitch quite a bit. I would say the most routine place. If you want to catch us for content is Twitch. Yeah, we hang sure. out together on Twitch. We hang out with our friend, uh, Deacon. We hang out with Rita. We've got a great group of friends. I, you know, that's something, uh, in 2023, I'm very thankful for Hapa is that there's a crew that we've kind of assembled, over the last yeah. year or so that honestly, you know, is, is kind of a nice crew to just get to hang out with and be centered with and play games with. And, and we do that on Twitch a lot of times. So if you want to catch us, come chill on with, at, you know, at Twitch and you get to hear a lot more insanity, uh, than we kind of let on <laughs> in the, in the podcast. Yeah, it's definitely shenaniganizing. Uh, so cool. So we plan to be back, uh, two weeks from tonight. No, no. A week from next Tuesday is when we plan to be back. Yes. So, that would put. I'm gonna give it a date. I'm gonna try to give it a date. Let's do that. We don't ever do that. So that would be I the 16th. Of pulling up the calendar on stream yep. and cover part of your video. So. Oh no. So that would be uh, <laughs> that would be the 16th. We're looking at January the 16th as our next podcast. Uh, make plans to be with us. Make plans to hang out. If you have subjects, do, yeah. If you have subjects that you want to hear, send them our way. Uh, one of the things we are putting out a request for is if you have historical events that you thought were pretty interesting, send them our way. We're going to compile a few of those into a podcast and talk about events in history. So uh, send those our way. So beyond that, Hapa, I'll leave it to you to tell everyone uh, good night. As always, you hope you guys take care of yourselves, take care of each other, laugh, smile, make someone else laugh and smile. Just be a better human out there. And we hope to see you, or maybe not necessarily, I hope you see us 
that's it. <laughs> or hear us <laughs> in a couple weeks. And uh, hopefully you guys have a great weekend, great rest of your week. Night, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs>